You are listening to the sounds of K-Bomb, K-B-O-M, Seaside City. You are about to listen to Spirit of 77, heavy gigs in Seaside City. What is Spirit of 77, you may ask? It takes the best parts of a bad decade and makes a role-playing game out of them. Evil Knievel and Pam Greer, Alice Cooper and Bruce Lee, the Dukes of Hazard, and the Six Million Dollar Man. And of course, Shaft. Spirit of 77 is a combination of muscle cars and Mack trucks, CB radios, and kung fu fighters. Cross-country road races and big scores in the big city with a killer soundtrack. Can you dig it? Now stay tuned to K-Bomb for heavy games in Seaside City with your DJ, Anton K. All right. Well, welcome back to Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. I'm your DJ, Anton. Last time on Heavy Gigs in Seaside City, uh, Vanessa Sweetwell had just met with a man claiming to be Boris Hemdel, who had made a request for a very sizable weapon order for some mysterious job. Uh, after a run-in with the new rally racer world champion, Mateo Muerte, uh, Dan Mayhem Mayhew had a chance encounter with Johnny Sparks, the rocker with the robot arm, and Bo Mafune, a Shaolin cowboy, looking for a set of stolen samurai swords, he believes are uh, set to be sold somewhere in Seaside City. Meanwhile, Buddy the Great White speed backs to, uh, is speeding back to Sweetwells to report back to Vanessa uh, after possibly murdering an old woman at the Hotel de Barrios. We now join our program already in progress. The crowd at Sweetwells is in full swing as the clock strikes 3 a.m. In the sound back office, a worried-looking man in a white suit, complete with cowboy hat and jade spurs, looks nervously at the assembled group of B-side. Uh, you guys are everybody, but I believe Buddy is currently sitting in the uh, back office at Sweetwells. Um, Bo Mafune is sitting in a chair at the table. Um, he looks a little bit shaken, out of sorts. Not the type of person you're used to seeing in this sort of setting. Maybe the regalia is, you know, uh, indicative of normal de- uh, disco clubs and such, but he doesn't look like he has the um, personality that would ever be found in a club uh, or a bar. He looks very um, religious, very pious-looking man, so everything about this place just kind of... It doesn't offend him or upset him in any way. It's just different from what he seems to be used to. Um, Vanessa, you would, I believe, let everybody back here. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so the whole gang is, is kind of sitting back here. Um, you all know each other. Uh, Johnny, you've, you've played gigs here, um, of course. And right. Dan, you've, you've been in and out, uh, trekking with different people. Noah Francis, you've, you've seen back areas in this place a couple of times. Did I get a chance to get a drink? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Definitely. Dan, and I, Dan and I actually did a B side job together, if I'm not mistaken, a few, uh, a little while back. I needed one. Indeed. Um, chest still hurts. Uh, you, you get flashes. That's the weird thing. Speaking of your chest getting uh, hot, hot flashes? Am I, am I pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's been a pass. Change. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going through the change. Yeah. But um, you, you, it's like when you close your eyes, you know, when you catch the sun or like a reflection off the back of a car. And it burns kind of into your uh, into your eye. So when you I, blink, you close I, your eye. I never really have not had sunglasses on. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll imagine it for you. <laughs> just imagine that for me, please. Um, that kind of, um, you, you see that specter of like a, a skeletal viper kind of in the head. Oh, oh. I've been marked for death. <laughs> any, any way I can speed it up? <laughs> 
You're not sure. I'm sure uh, you spend enough time uh, on the wrong alleyways in Seaside City, you might find death a lot quicker than uh, than most. Um, but Bo's kind of sitting in the chair, Bo Mafune. He's, uh, you know, he's got his, he's, he's playing with his, his white cowboy hat and his, uh, he's got a, one of those bolo ties that it's got a little jade flip on it. And he's rolling the prayer beads around his wrist and he just seems very, very, uh, very nervous. And he says, uh, are you Miss Sweetwell, ma'am? I, I, I mean, you've invited me back here and uh, this, this thing's in your club. What's bothering you? Well, you look um, awfully wound up, son. Y- yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You see, my home, the uh, the Third Eye Ranch and Monastery, is about to be foreclosed on, and uh, and w- we were going to sell our fallen star uh, die show uh, to, uh, to to kind of raise the money so that we could keep the you know the, the paper men at bay. Um, when we went to uh, retrieve it from our storerooms, uh, we found that it was missing, uh, and uh, Brother Lee Wayne. He, he believes that the Kazuda clan has stolen it and brought it to Seaside City to, uh, to sell it. Uh, but we lost contact with him over the last week or so. Uh, and we, we aren't really sure uh, where or who he would be selling it with. Um, and he had your name down, uh, but I don't know if he had others. I, I just know this place was mentioned. So I thought I'd come and find you and see if maybe you had any information. On <clears throat> Does Vanessa know anything about yeah, so you know that there are possibly two locations. That uh, anything like, he just talked about? Yeah, um, you know that there's two locations that this would probably be sold um, if if something like this was brought to the city. It hasn't come across your desk, but possibly. Um, okay. There's uh, there's the Iron Crab Open Air Market, which is a collection of stalls and booths and tents that occupy about a 10-block area of the Ming neighborhood. It's a. Uh, it's rumored you could find anywhere in that place, um, anything in that place for the right price. It's the home of the Connie Gang, and it's a uh, which are a group of um, kind of nefarious gangsters, uh, very skilled. Um, and it's said uh, that no one is more death with blades than these guys. Uh, their leader's known as Kaga. Um, oh, I thought maybe it was Connie Chung. <laughs> Chairman Kaga. Yes. Oh my! <laughs> and the other, the other place it could be sold is uh, the Longshanks Dockworks, which is a multi-story network of shipping containers and freight vehicles, and like um, like a network of buildings linked together to form, uh, you know, the kind of a, a home for longshoremen and truckers and transporters of legal and illegal substances. Um, it's rumored there that the lady in charge of the whole organization is an ex-military operative who deals in like ex-tech and human organs and basically all the things that no one else will sell or trade. Um, do I have uh, I may know her. I, I, I do have a, a heart that I, right. wasn't, I wasn't born with. <laughs> do I have uh, experience? Like, uh, what's my standing with these other houses of... So, you, you would probably not deal with, uh, with the Longshank Dockworks, mostly because it's that's more um, money is king, and you have uh, you have pretty decent free passage in Kaga's neighborhood, in the Ming neighborhood, um, and because it's blades, and blades is more of an eastern um, set. That may, in your mind, that may be the better place to start. 
Alright. It is up to uh, you. Can, can I ask, I, I don't want to offend you or nothing, but you seem pretty dead set on selling this sword in the first place. Did, did you want to? No, no, we don't want to sell it at all. We just don't, uh, we, we don't really have much. Uh, donations haven't been coming in the way they used to. And we have to have something to feed the steers and the cows and, you know, take care of the people in the community. And just uh, with the industries that have been moving in, these tech companies are, are coming out there to the West and, and building up. And we just don't have the money to, to kind of fund our operation. Our monastery is, is kind of drying up. We used to rely solely on, uh, on donations, and now we just don't have it. Uh, these swords aren't doing anybody any good, mind you. We, we don't use them. We try to be very uh, pacifistic, but they are pretty old. And you know, but they, they're symbolic of something. Yes, they are. They're the, the our monastery was formed when a uh, when a star fell from the sky. Uh, they say that they say that the star uh, had this uh, this aura, this blue light that came from it, and uh, and that blue light, uh, everything it touched, it seemed to uh, to cause to wither and die. And after oh after three days, uh, whatever had I don't know about start a church over that. Well, after three days, whatever had withered and died returned even stronger than before. Uh, oh. Trees, the uh, crucible. Essentially, uh, it, it was uh, trees grew back three or four times larger. Um, animals grew back uh, with more horns, uh, <clears throat> you know, longer lived. Um, you know, there there are rumors that the original monks who found this lived to uh, 300, 400 years old. Um, are you afraid if you sell the sword, then maybe that, I don't know, you know, break the whatever mojo your your church had? We, we don't want to sell them, but we understand that what we do for the community and the people in the community is more important than... what. What kind of money were you trying to get out of these swords? Well, I'm just talking. Little southern draw added to that. Whatever, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, but between the two of them, we we hope to be able to fund the the monastery for at least four or five years. Uh, we're looking at somewhere close to about a uh, three million dollars. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, Vanessa starts kind of fanning herself and. Getting a little blush, like, hmm, very manly. <laughs> the swords are worth substantially more, uh, especially if they were sold uh, through legal channels. But uh, nobody really wants to deal in legal channels, and since they've been stolen from us, we were going to put them up in a normal estate auction, so they could go for, you know, anywhere from ten to sixteen million dollars on a black market to a collector who may have some sort of a fascination with. Uh, with you know what 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 do you what do you call it the the kung fu's and whatnot? I was going to suggest <laughs> kung you have like a, a rodeo or a bake sale, but I guess you would have to sell some pretty expensive brownies to make mm. up for that. Well, the the plants are growing bigger and stronger down there. The brownies might be pretty good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, I, I love your laugh. You're such a funny lady. I've been told it's a voice of an angel. <laughs> yes, yes, Abaddon, Abaddon. Yes. Any of us know? Yes. You know, uh, 
It's such a soothing and calming voice. Maybe in uh, your future endeavors, you might want to become, I don't know, a nanny, perhaps. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I hope none of us have kids. That would be awkward. That's the kind of the quandary you guys are, are stuck with right now. I'm going to jump <clears> over to Bobby real quick, if that's cool. on your FM dial. This is K-Bomb, K-B-O-M, Seaside City. We're the bomb. Action, adventure, romance. Mark Fisherman and Kate Hamilton are back in Solar Siege 2, Doombringer. The evil Lord Atrocitus Authority, led by the dark samurai space wizard Vijar, is on the hunt for this ragtag bag of rebels as they try and push back against insurmountable forces. Will Duke Cloudjumper, played by Mark Fisherman, learn to harness the power of the way and finally master the Dark Sword? Shooting now at the Vizgig Studios in Seaside City and hitting theaters this Christmas. Doom. Let's see. Let's see. So, buddy, buddy of the great white. Buddy. That's uh, my real name. It's yes. so close. Oh, it's too close. I know. I'm getting confused. So, so uh, jumping over to uh, a car, speeding through the. Uh, Speeding through the streets of uh, Seaside City, uh, Buddy the Great White, uh, private detective, ex wrestler, is uh, is making his way from a possible murder scene. Um, you know, and he, he he seems to be hitting every damn light as he goes. Um, as you're making your way from DeBarrios to Sweetwells, um, you see this tricked out Porsche 335 painted candy black and emblazoned with sugar skulls. Uh, and and stylized uh, skeletal snakes. And Why would someone do that to such a fine piece of German <laughs> machinery? Is beyond me. But to each his own, baby. To each his own. It's uh, it's sitting in a parking lot. Uh, the parking lot of uh, Taco Tantos, as for Rico. Uh, and I need you to go ahead and talk <laughs> a brain. Plug. Roll your brains. I got it, baby. Okay, I know. I, I interrupted. I didn't know if you heard. No, I only rolled one. Hang on, that's one, and I'll just roll this one separately. I'm going to do some math. That's seven, which ain't great. Seven falls on the chart. Okay, so you're not exactly sure what they're doing. What the hell is going on over there? But they seem to be sitting in such a way that they're not parked. Mm. But they're kind of like eased out right at the entrance, like they were going to pull out of Taco Tonto's. Ask Mm. Rico. Um... And they, they seem to be waiting for somebody. Like, you, it's just, it seems really strange to you. Um, you're at a light, so you can, you know, the light just turned green. It's up to you. You can keep on trucking the Sweet Wells. You can take a second. Well, I got to get over to Sweet Wells because I, I got a situation that I got to take care of. And I got to tell Vanessa the things that are going down with this, this fellow that's looking to 
purchase these weapons and things. There's a lot of stuff going on. So now I ain't got time to just mess with some sugar skull daddy. I got I gotta go. I gotta go. Gotcha. So uh, you're you're heading to the club. You pull on past him. Um, you hear you hear something strange. You can't quite put your finger on it as you're passing him. And uh, and you make it the rest of the way to Sweetwells completely uh, unobstructed. You pull into the back into you know the employee parking area. Um, you're rolling inside. You pass Francis. He's sitting on the stoop smoking a pipe. He kind of gives you a nod. Now, as I as I pass by Francis, I say, Francis, look here, Daddy. Um, we might have ourselves a little bit of trouble. You understand? If some people come looking for me, you ain't seen <laughs> you ain't seen me. You don't know me. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been doing. You got you got no idea where I am. And I need you to do me a favor too, if you don't mind, Francis. I'll make it worth your while. And I take ten bucks out of my tight jeans and I stick ten bucks in his hands. And I say, Francis, I need you to take, uh, have one of the valets take my LTD back to my office. You understand? And uh, so the car ain't here, baby. So no one knows what a great butter white is. Like I said, anybody come looking for me? Any strange looking folks? Any police officers, if you will? You ain't seen me. You don't know where I am. Can I? Can I get some cooperation from you, Francis? But uh, we have known this giant silverback gorilla. He taps out his pipe on his foot and puts it behind his ear. But uh, we've known each other for four years now. I trust you can trust me when I say this. You will not be ratted out by me. I appreciate it, baby. And uh, like I said, just to keep your eyes and ears open. And if you hear anything, I'll be back in Vanessa's office. So shoot a phone call back there so I can get my big ass on out of here, daddy. If anybody comes looking for you, should they have an accident? I wouldn't go that far, baby, because nah, we don't need all that, baby. We only gave you 10 bucks, daddy. I didn't give you a big (laughs) money, you understand? So yeah, let's not worry about it. He looks a little crazy. He looks a little crestfallen. Uh, it, it's kind of gotten to the point where people don't start stuff here, so he might he might be looking for a little bit of a row. But itching for some action, yeah, baby, just a little bit. Yeah, he just had one a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but he got one hit in and it didn't do much, so he's feeling. It, it did enough. Prime primed the fucking <laughs> pump. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. So you the you, you kind of truck your way in there. Um, yes. You get to the. So the door's closed to the office. You can tell that Vanessa's in a meeting uh, with somebody. You knock or you just walk in? Uh, I'm going to knock first. Right. That's, I'm, a, I'm a gentleman, baby. I'm just going to barge in. Who knows what's going on in there? Guys, you hear a knock at the door. Um, oh. I'll, take, I'll take a peek. See its buddy. Let him in. Awesome. And now the party's together. Hey. Well, do, do, do we know that? Do you know that... Do you guys... Uh, I mean, are we a party? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with a bunch of people. I don't... Yeah, a bunch of strangers. Have, uh, a bunch of B-sides are in a room together. Um, I think you uh, all, all... Everybody, are... uh, if you don't know, this is uh, Buddy White. He's a good guy. Thank, thank you for saying that, Vanessa. It's always a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I lean over and I kiss her hand and <laughs> give, her, give her a little wink. You understand? She's a fine little, woman. little shakes her head a little. I've been taught to be polite to my elders, so I'll, I'll offer him a chair if there isn't one available. I'm all right, baby. But Vanessa, before we uh, before we get down to business, you understand? Man, can I use your telephone? Uh, I got to make me a phone call real fast here. No, and as to, as he goes over to the phone, she'll walk over and kind of whisper, uh, whisper to him, like, oh, yeah, yeah, 
Am I good to deal with these uh, this Boris fella? To be honest with you, baby, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we could talk about this when it's just the two of us, you understand. But I don't I don't know if this boss fella is the kind of man he appears to be. Mm. <laughs> or he might be exactly the kind of man he appears to be. At least. Yeah. All right, All right. So you got a phone call? Yeah, uh, give me a second. I got to find something. All right. He's looking in his Rolodex. I can see him right now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I have one of my things, uh, uh, a great and mighty DM, is connections here. You are a a professional and you have paperwork to prove it. You can choose that you're a licensed professional investigator, a member of press, yada, yada. These credentials will allow you access to people, services, and locations that normally may be off business. Right. Um, No, no, actually, I just read the wrong one. I I have connections. (laughs) My fault. Um, my brain's not working because I'm tired. Um, I know people out and about. I want to make a phone call to see if I can get someone to identify this reefer that I got in my pocket. You understand? No, I feel you. I feel you. I guess I got to make that phone. I guess I can make that phone call and you'll tell me what's it all about if I roll properly. I will. I will. Go ahead and throw me a roll. All right. Let's see here. Let me get to my other document because I actually have a connections document. Hold on. Should we leave the room? No, you're fine, baby. I just got, I found some stuff that I just want to. You know, uh, get some more information. Yeah, about no, I, I smell it. For, I know, baby. This is some. This is some <clears throat> powerful reefer. You understand? Well, he's but, on the phone. Uh, Vanessa sticks her head out the door. And ooh, nice. Waves a, a waiter over and uh, she uh, skates right tells over. Him, yeah, yeah, she uh, she says, uh, yeah, another round of drinks for everybody in here. Well, right. yes, ma'am, right away. And uh, uh, I, I, I rolled yeah. a, uh, I rolled a ten. Nice. Which um, is, I know just the guy in the DJ will give me some useful information about this. I actually will. So you call uh, Sage right. Morris. That's my man Sage, you understand? He live uptown. Actually, he lives, weirdly enough, he lives in uh, in the Ming neighborhood. Um, and Sage Varus, uh, you, you call him. The reason you call him is because he is uh, the type of individual that deals in exotic herbs and spices. And, uh, you know, you, you ring him up. It takes him a few minutes to answer the phone because it's like 3 a.m. <laughs> he called this guy at 3 a.m. Yeah, he's a drug dealer, baby. That's what drug dealers do. This is prime hours for them. This is oregano. No, no. This guy is legitimately like a spice dealer. Um... Wait, he wakes up. Uh, you, you, you the phone answers. Hello, Sage. This is Buddy White. I got a, I got a question. I got a query for you. If you understand what I'm talking about, Buddy, it's three o'clock in the morning, man. These things can't wait sometimes, Daddy. Not uh, Buddy White don't sleep, baby. He don't have hours <laughs> that you uh, herb dealers keep. I, I keep all hours in the night, Daddy. This is what I do. This is how I do things, baby. Let's get down to the brass tacks of this thing. I found some stuff. I might need you to take a look at. It's okay if I swing by your uh, establishment maybe a little bit later, drop this off. You can tell me what it's all about. Are you only, I can't really describe it to you over the phone because I don't know if you're going to work yeah, that the, way. The shop opens uh, at the, 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 we open the, at the market uh, around five. Um, if you want to come by. Actually, you know what? Hang on. Vanessa, uh, can I borrow one of your waiters, if you will, or one of your valets and have them bring the stuff to my man Sage who live uptown? So I, Wait, I did got, I, you put him on speaker, right? 
Because I heard him say something about the market, but by any chance is that the market we were just Same exact about? one, 100%. Now, we could just head over there ourselves since we well, probably want to do that anyway. Well, let's do it. I, see, I, I'm not privy to your plans because I just walked into this this meeting of the minds with uh, the crazy kung fu looking cowboy and this fellow over here with the drink it, drink it problem. How you doing, baby? It's nice to meet you. So, yeah, so we can do that. I'm going to be up by your shop in about how, when we going to leave this place. And, and my man with the robot arm, of course, that's my man's. He just hangs up. He, we open at five, buddy, and he hangs up on you. That son of a bitch. <laughs> man, he, he was about to get up anyway. That 10 roll is the only reason somebody answered the phone mm-hmm. at at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, you know, I ain't got time. I got, I got, I got stuff that's gotta get done, baby. <laughs> you can call her ID in the seventies, man. Nah, baby. If he was sleeping that much, he just shouldn't have answered. You understand? <laughs> it's his own fault. You take a lot of micro naps, right? Like five or six minutes every hour. Just yeah, kinda... you know, man. I don't, you know, that's how I roll, Daddy. I don't sleep. Sleep is the cousin of death. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I drank that last one as quick as I drank the first one. I just threw it back in one gulp. Mm. I always hope it'll kill the pain. Never does. <laughs> that is some cryptic stuff coming from a man over there. That yeah, uh, uh, I can't spell existential, but I, I know that, <laughs> that is the crisis I'm having. Maybe. <laughs> hey, can I ask Mister Bofune something? Yeah, go ahead. Man, I don't really want to. I don't know if I want to say that in front of all these other people, man. If I could kind of talk to you over in the side here. Oh, of, of course. I got a question of a semi personal nature. Well, how may I be of service? Well, you're a man of God, right? Uh, yes. More or less. Maybe, I don't know, like God. I'm more of a spiritual individual. You could from, the, from space, meteor, evil meteors. Yes. Well, not necessarily <laughs> evil, but yes, are. What the we fuck are believe. these motherfuckers talking about, well, baby? Space uh, meteors? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, you just let anybody in this motherfucking office at this I point, baby. What is happening? <laughs> well, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't hear the whole story. <laughs> um, came in, they came in with Johnny, yeah? <laughs> That may, you know what? Say no more. And the buddy white lays back and puts his feet up on the desk. Johnny's everybody's friend. I'm just trying Um, to help the guy out, man. What can I say? Like I said, like I said, baby, if they with you, Johnny, then it makes perfect sense. He's uh, the man from the future with the rock and roll arm or whatever he calls himself. That's that's my man. I get it. I'm cool. Yeah, we got when we got rock nights. I mean, the only reason our rock nights are busy is because of Johnny over here. Otherwise, we'd have to close on Mondays. You know. Mm. That's a real groovy thing to say, man. Thank you. I really appreciate what you're laying down. So, Mr. Bofune, uh, or Bo, Bofune, whatever your name is. <laughs> Bomafune. Bomafune. Correct. Oh. Okay. I'll forget it. But um, I I had an experience recently, very recently, uh, and ever since, for, the, for like the last hour, I've been getting these flashes of like death stalking me like a like a, a skeletal figure looming like if it was in a, my rear view mirror but my rear view mirror is me well that's that's very strange um let me hmm can you lay on hands or shake some incense on me or maybe do a confessional <laughs> or i don't know what you people really do um yeah if you if you want to take a few minutes and just uh 
If, is there somewhere quiet here we can go, Miss Sweetwell? I can. Well, we're in a club, so probably not. <laughs> is there like a, another another room that's a little bit more uh, tucked away? Yes. I don't... <laughs> that's <laughs> me, John. Club. <laughs> yeah, man. There it is. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. How about a yeah? Well, you, have, you have a room covered with mattresses where you beat the shit out of people. There's also you there's also the glory hole much. room that you can check out too. You know the oh, one with the with the hole right around the where your waistline uh-huh. is. Just don't no, squat don't down to, too far. Catch my drift. That can be the busiest Come on, buddy. in this whole place. Well, it's the seventies, baby. I'm just trying to set a tone. <laughs> Don't be such a turkey, man. This is a man of God. Hey, listen, why don't you just go into the uh, dressing room there by the stage? You just go in there. You have uh, All right. Thank you, sir. They're just giving you some good-natured ribbon there, buddy. No problem. All right. Come on, Dan. Let's see what we can figure out. Keep it mellow. Should I grab some water from the aforementioned waist-high? <laughs> Do you need to, like, bless it or something? No, no. no. It's just All right. That's a relief, actually, but I thought I better <laughs> So he gets he gets you over to the dressing room area, and um, you know, he kind of pulls chairs so that you're both sitting kind of face to face. And he's like, uh, "Oh, I'm already uncomfortable with this." Oh yeah, it's weird. He's like, "Can you please remove your shoes?" Uh, my shoes? Yes. All right, but I ain't showered for about 24 hours. Well, that's fine. I, I take off my shoes. All right, he he kind of removes his boots, and um, you can see that he has. This uh, stippling tattoos uh, all over his his feet, and as he rolls up his sleeves, he has the same kind of tattoos. Which, when you look really close, they seem to be a, an intricate set of um, almost like hieroglyphics, but more mathematical. Um, that seem to radiate from different points on his body. You're not sure what the significance is, but you're sure if you had a little bit more of an anatomical understanding of certain Eastern practices, there might be certain focal points on one's body that they would have significance towards. Oh, gee, I heard of that. There you go. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he kind of sits down across from me and he says, I want you to just kind of keep your eyes closed, clear your mind. All right, I got to ask you another question. There ain't going to be no long needles involved, is there? Oh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. I don't go for that acupuncture. That's a, that's, you know, a little bit of hokey in, in my uh, in my experience. Okay. So, uh, you know, he sits it's a little there. scary in my experience. <laughs> he sits there and he has you clear your mind. And he's, uh, you know, you, you kind of get this feeling across the back of your neck. Um, everything seems cold. Um, and you can feel almost as if something's moving behind you, but you know, he's still standing in front of you, uh, or sitting in front of you. Um, I said, "Is there's a, there's a, there's there's something that's imprinted itself on you? It's a, it's a specter. It's a, it's a spirit of sorts, um, an ancestor, not, not of, of of anything that I'm familiar with or that I, I've had had personal experience with, but it's, uh, it's definitely something of the uh, of the other world. Like uh, my ancestor? No, no, it's it's a." Uh, it's, it's malignant. It seems to be uh, like a dark cloud hanging over you. Um, Can I make a soul roll? Yes, go for it. Okay. Oops. That's a uh, 2d6 plus my soul, right? Correct. 11. Nice. Ooh, damn. Um, you've, you've, you've touched the grave more than a few times, you think? 
you've uh you know with with your experience um being thrill seeking wanting to meet your final end things like that and you have a feeling every time you've come that close this x tech has brought you back um the x tech is technology bringing you back from the other side but there may be a more uh, metaphysical force that may have decided that it doesn't like the coin return keep getting pushed if that makes sense um that maybe you've cheated death one too many times and now something is something's there something's watching um there's there's a grim specter on you so uh mr mafune you say it's a malignant thing yes it, it definitely um, I wouldn't say that it, it works in goods and evils in the way we as mortals understand it. It's more, um, it's it more. It wishes to see you meet your end because you <coughs> wish to meet your end. There's a there's a bit of a you, you no longer wish to be in this world, and it knows Am I that. that transparent. So mm-hmm. to, to one like myself who is used to dealing in people. Uh, it, it is apparent. All right. So, in your opinion, does this thing have any have any power over me? Is it is it able to affect me in any way, or is it just kind of like waiting around for an opportunity to take me? I think much like a a man who waits at a crossroads. Uh, for a ride sometimes a car arrives going one direction sometimes a car arrives going the other and this is one of those situations where depending on where you're going this uh, entity might be there to help you along I respond well to car metaphors thank you well I appreciate your time and your your insight, and uh, those are some pretty interesting tattoos. I'm kind of glad that I saw those, but I'll put my shoes back on now, if you don't mind. <laughs> of course, of course. It's these tattoos, though. We, we, we all, at my monastery, we all wear them. They are the, uh, the language of the star people. All right, well, that's something for another time. <laughs> um but let's go. Let's go see what we can do about getting you back your sword. Wonderful. All right. So back to you guys. What are you? What are you guys doing in the? Uh... Well, I'm going to accompany them because uh, Miss Sweetwell asked me to help them out, and uh, it's kind of my fault. Bo came in here in the first place. So we're gonna go out, down, down to the market with them and uh, help get that sword back. Yeah, she'll uh, lay. She'll relay the information that she has on this area a little bit. Yeah, I think I know somebody that might might have a clue about your sword, Mister. What's so? What's in it? Uh, what's in it for us over here at the disco? Well, well, Sweetwell's disco. If you can help me retrieve it and we can sell it, um, I will be more than happy to cut you guys in on a percentage of the the money that we make. Um, because I'm sure, you know, uh, if we had enough to even weather the next couple of years, we'd still have money to give you guys to. Uh, to assist me in this endeavor. Right. Let's uh, 
Yeah. Right. Do you, I know you deal with guns, but do you, do you have the connections? Do you have the connections <laughs> that you could get him a better price with the swords? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it'll make our cut bigger. So, you know, just saying. Yeah, my uh, my conversion van could really use a new paint job, a custom paint job. <laughs> Man, I know, I know our friend here would understand the math involved because he's got math all over his body. Oh, yes, most definitely. Uh, I mean, if we could go through a legal source or even, uh, you know, a source. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you guys, uh, so, so the plan is everybody's going to head over to the, um, the Ming neighborhood to the, uh, the Iron Crab open-air market. I feel uh, yeah. Uh, uh, let me uh, let me grab a couple things and uh, slip into a, another little uh, set of clothes. A little bit chillier outside than here in the clam. <laughs> so, so uh, are you are you covering it up? Yeah, well, she's gonna put on some super tight jeans. Okay. And uh, a little uh, a fur. Fur, uh, faux fur. Well, uh, real fur, man. No, real I mean, no. Ooh. no, not that I'm, I mean, it's the 70s, dude. You don't know. <laughs> well, <it's> the 70s, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You just killed and tortured poor, defenseless, imaginary animals. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, she. You know, it's not a thing that she's too worried about. Um, There's no PDA. And uh, uh, she's going to grab uh, some other. She's going to stock up on some uh, hardware. What are you stocking? Well,. Well, I guess she already had the sawed-off shotgun right. stuck in the back of her halter top, like tied, kind of like how Wonder Woman does with the, uh, with the sword, sword in the movie, in the new movie. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to keep hold on to that. She's also going to grab her uh, Beretta. Okay. And uh, she's grab a couple other things and hand them out if, you know, if you guys are, I don't know, if you guys need a little something-something. And she pulls out, <laughs> she has like a whole fucking crate of like pistols and Small, uh, semiotic, semi-automatic. Yeah, if you got something for close encounters, I would be, I'd be glad to take that. I got a, I got my trusty hunting bow in my car. I'll grab it, but I mean, I could drive us over there too. But I wouldn't mind having something. We shouldn't need it. I like. Well, yeah, you know, I like to be prepared. Famous last words. I got my thirty-eight, baby. We good to go. If uh, you're breaking out the gun buffet, I'll definitely have a piece, piece for myself. Uh, <laughs> grab a nickel-plated forty-four Magnum. I've heard, nice. about, I've heard about Buddy's deadly fists as well. <laughs> ain't nobody, wait, wait, you hear about that? New, ain't, news ain't, travels fast. <laughs> I heard it was more of a, <laughs> I heard it was more of a pimp slap of doom. <laughs> I mean, that so, old, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So what he what what vehicle are you guys taking? Because there's six of you. We could take my groovy conversion van. So this, that sounds perfect, baby. Because <laughs> as a big like card as a lot can of I, dudes. Can I dis- can I describe my conversion van to you? Really? <laughs> Please do. Please do. Well, on the on the outside, of course, is a uh, space Viking and his lady on top of the <laughs> skull of a dragon. Uh, of course, in space, and then the inside is all done, of course, in plush, <laughs> crushed blue. Uh, fake denim and velvet. Crushed and, uh, denim. Yeah, Crushed. It's, it's imported polyester, man. That's an imported Wait. Italian polyester. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> 
And then, of course, in the back, in the back, there's the waterbed where I crash at night. Nice. Now I'm thinking space Viking on a fucking dragon skull in space. Sounds very inconspicuous. My next Starfender campaign. (laughs) Sounds very inconspicuous too. Yeah. yeah. Well, are we going to take one vehicle or two? Am I miscounting? I'm going to take my. I'm going to take my car just in case. Just in case we need to split up. Or or get any kind of high speed chases. I'll drive with Buddy. But aren't there five of us? I mean, I'll drive with my man. Well, not because Bo. We got to bring Bo, I guess, right? Yeah, Bo. He's number five. Yeah, five. I, oh, yeah, there are five of you. You're right. Yeah, there's five of you. Well, I'm still gonna ride with my man with the robot arm. You understand? Johnny. That's right. Johnny Sparks with a robot arm. We'll follow Dan. All right. Yeah. What's what's uh, what's Dan's car like again? Um, it's a. It's a race car, like straight oh. off the <laughs> circuit. It's the uh, it's the uh, the rally car, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the rally car. Yeah, still got the still got the number on it, but it fits four. Lucky number eighty eight. Are you? Uh, it's like the converted Lancia Stratos, that one I put in the chat before. Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. kind of the weird, the, like the least. Like, and you look at it, you're but, like, how could you possibly turn this into a car with a back seat? But it's, yeah, it's, that's why that's the pretty much part because mine mine is uh, it's bigger it's bigger than a normal it's got it's actually got room for <laughs> like four people five people cram in there five people you say yeah well I mean I did I took that as an actual it's my sweet ride and <clears> one of the one of the attributes and the one I changed is the one that where you can't fit people in it okay that's awesome <laughs> so, wow like, that's, that's gotta be worth it Fine machine. <laughs> I, rev, I, I rev the engine. I dig it. <laughs> Far out. I'm riding with this guy. That's fantastic. I got shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't put Led Zeppelin on like uh, like like they do in the van. It's like they over the hills and far away. Cashmere. Yeah. I'm booming out. Howdy friends, Captain Jax is up in a new location at Seaside City in the Double Pine Shopping Center outside of Viz Gig Studios. Come by this weekend for our grand opening celebration. We'll have pony rides and face painting for the kids. You can also meet Mark Fisherman, Kate Hamilton, Ford Harrison, and the voice of ancient way wizard Dorothy Laszlo. Free space shakes for the first 100 customers. This weekend, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Captain Jack's Happy Hamburger Hut. The happiest hamburgers in town. So we're back. Uh, the drive to the Ming neighborhood is uneventful this early in the morning. Most of the movers and shakers are on the stretch at various clubs and bars. So the Ming neighborhood, uh, predominantly open air market and restaurant district, tends to wind down um, early in the evening. Yet the lights on the Iron Crab open air market still dimly glow in the dark of the early morning. Various uh, shadowy figures haul around boxes and bags of produce, meats, and foodstuffs. Uh, you guys kind of pull into this graveled parking lot. Uh, there are um, wooden pylons that span about eight feet tall uh, that kind of designate every 15 to 20 car lengths or so. And this parking lot, in your mind, picture like a mall parking lot 
but instead of a building where like a like a mall would be, not your outlet malls, but like your traditional old school mall. Um, it's a lot of cobbled together wooden structures, um, you know, made of driftwood, made of different uh, bits of kind of found material. There's like tents. Um, there's fish stalls. There's you know a lot of people just kind of bringing stuff in from the bay, setting things up. It's it's your typical kind of open air market. It just seems to be a lot more sprawling um, than what you know is traditionally seen. Uh, so you guys pull in. There's a ton of cars here. There's a lot of caravans, a lot of RVs. Um, you know, probably people who work at the market seasonally or maybe even people who live here full-time and operate out of the market. Um, so you're kind of pulling into their community. And what makes this kind of interesting is the juxtaposition is the further you get away from the market into the Ming neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood becomes this very opulent, uh, very refined, almost brownstone area with very nice restaurants and you know the, your, your bricks and your, your polished iron. It just looks very nice with in the core of it this interesting hodgepodge kind of old world setting um you know so that, that, that's kind of where you've arrived at so you guys pull up and where are we going first we're going to do uh buddy, <coughs> buddy thing first well that's not until five and it's uh it's only about three forty-five right now i think it might be a good idea to take advantage of this darkness still and kind of do some reconnaissance to try to find this man's sword while it's still dark out I plan on uh, having a little sit down. Yeah, she's like, I'll, I'll do a little uh, sit down with Con- what's the name, Connie or Kaga? Kaga. Yeah, Kaga. Do we, we want to do any? <laughs> I think I'm stuck on Connie. Do we want to do any, any surveillance? Do we think that uh, they would have already tried to sell the swords, or they they might be doing it very soon? It's up to you guys. Like, what are you pondering? I'm asking them. <laughs> Like, are, are we going to talk to this person because we think that it will already have happened or that we're warning them that it might happen or that we're going to try to actually see it happen? What's our uh, goal? Well, I mean, uh, I think I have a, a professional respect going with this person, right? I think I can go in and just talk to him and be straight up about it and find out the information. I don't need to know that – I don't need to let him know that, that Buddy – or uh, I'm sorry um, – Bo Mafune is here with us looking for the sword. Mm-hmm. But I can go and uh, get the information about it and see. It's like, you know, you got this thing. I got somebody that's looking for one. Yeah, it might be best if me and Bo just kind of hang back. Bo can kick it with us for a little bit over here in the, in the van, if you will. So, yeah, we can go around the block, I think, maybe, and yeah, scope out the look. scene for, for your guys' sake, and then... We don't want Vanessa to go in there by herself, though. You know, we want somebody to be backing her up. I mean, I think Vanessa has got herself taken care of, baby. She got a goddamn arsenal on her. I don't think they they gonna they gonna mess with her too much. I mean, well, we we can keep an she, eye on her. She might from. have a grenade or two in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she'll be all right, baby. I know, I know um, Vanessa a long time, and the one thing I can tell you is that she bad to the bone, baby. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody in this town gonna go messing with her because they know that this kitten got claws, baby. Mister Mafune, um, do you know what the thieves look like, or like in any kind of way? Oh, the the Kaga clan, they uh, 
they they normally dress in orange and black. Uh, they they kind of prefer the uh, the Nagori uh, demon motif, which well, is the two horned, wide faced demon motif. But he doesn't know if they are the ones that stole it, right? But I'm not even aware if they were the actual uh, thieves in this. Uh, I only know that one of my brothers had come to the town. Uh, hold, hold on, baby. You said uh, you said something about some 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 knives or some some swords. What what you talk about? Yes, the the star the Starfall uh, Damio. Uh They they stole them. Look, baby, I don't need no Star Trek talk. Just tell me what we're looking for, because I know a guy. I can make a phone call. He he's one of the the finest uh, fencers in this city. See if anything's come across his radar, if you will. Uh, it's a large <laughs> sword and a shorter sword. Right, we will be talking about like, uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, pulling it from the rock, uh, the water, and shit like that. Are you talking about like, you know, what kind of sword are we, are we talking about? I, here, I think he's talking about a katana, like, like a, a, like one like of them, a, like, like one a of them Japanese sword. Oh, like one of them. Okay, I, 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 let me let me make a phone call. I'm gonna look around this this area. Is there any payphones around? No. Little shit. This is seventies. There should be payphones everywhere. That's that was kind of the. There's no tech in this part of the town, and the further you get out, when you get into the neighborhood, the exterior of the main neighborhood, uh, you start to. It's almost like from where you're at here is very old world, and as you get out of the circle, out of the the iron crab uh, crab open air market, if you get further into the neighborhood. Uh, you start to see more trappings of modern day. So when when, when Vanessa goes in to talk to Kaga, <clears throat> I'm just going to keep my eye on the entrance, and if anybody in orange and black with a demon fucking mask or whatever... Right. Yeah, that should be pretty easy to spot. Pretty, pretty easy to spot. Shows up, then, you know, obviously I, I'm going to take note of that and act accordingly. Um, I would I would go ahead and make a I would make a soul roll. Um, everybody. I only rolled a five. Yeah, that's not that great. I rolled a seven, which is not. A- yeah, it's not that great. Either. I rolled a seven, but I have a plus one to soul because I'm mesmerizing. All right, we'll go with we'll go with the eight being just enough. Um, you have the feeling that while. This area, Vanessa has a, a, a professional relationship with with Kaga and his people. Um, not all of the people who operate out of this uh, this large sprawling area might necessarily uh, abide by such professional uh, mm. kindnesses, and if they caught, caught say any individual, male, female, whatever. Um, by themselves walking through the network of, you know, kind of short alleyways and tent work, you know, places, and they thought they could maybe roll somebody. Kidneys go for a good price on certain markets. Yeah, that's why I'm saying we should back up Vanessa. So, so I mean, you know, you you might not want to go in full force. You might want to go in full force. I'm just gonna say with that information, Johnny, kind of looking at the situation thinks maybe that would be... I'm thinking this is a little dicey for Vanessa on her own now. Are you woman? Um, so you're, you're Mel, telling I me... Was, I was already going to go with her, so I'm, I'm already there. I'll go with her too then, baby. I guess we're all going to go with her. <laughs> okay, so everybody's going to go with her. We're, we're, we're also we, dragging Bo with us. 
Okay. I'm sure right. he's handy in a five. Hey, uh, I could I could leave him in the van. I've got that stereophonic eight track in there. Man, we'll come back and he won't have a kidney. <laughs> that, and this guy's had a hard hard week as it is. I guess you got a point there. All right. Um, so you guys start making your way into uh, making your way into the uh, into the the network of interconnected stalls and. Um, you know, you, you smell a lot of different smells. You see a lot of different things. There's people moving out and about. They're they're kind of walking around carrying barrels full of various animal parts, and uh, some are full of feathers. Some are animals you've seen. Some are a little different. Maybe any humbow? Any what? Humbow? I'm not sure what that is. Uh, they're like these rolls with with pork like in the very center of them. <laughs> no, never heard of that. That sounds delicious. Good. Maybe we can find one of them booths on the way out because I'm hungry, <laughs> baby. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hungry smelling all this. Uh, it's a lot of uh, exotic herbs and spices, strange animals in cages, uh, chickens, pigs, boars, octopus that seem to be... What are we on Noah's Ark, baby? Where the hell are we, Jack? Octopus that seem to not need to be in water. There's little bamboo cages with these blue octopus in them that are just kind of shaking different parts of the bamboo uh, bars in the cage trying to get out. I'll roll a knowledge um, nature. No, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> what, roll a... What? Wrong game. Huh. Would you like to speak with animals? Uh, yeah. Speak with burrowing creatures. We have a gnome in the party. Uh, so, you know, you just it's a lot of weird stuff. Like, some of it seems fairly normal, but some of it also just seems a little bit off. Um, and uh, you're kind of moving your way through. And uh, you see this this man in a green apron. Uh, he seems to be eyeballing you. And he says, uh, "How may how may I help you?" Uh, um, I don't, he's I don't in a green apron. Me. Like, does he look like he's a shop owner? Yeah, it definitely looks like a shop owner. Did he did he just kind of jump out in front of us because we didn't we didn't address him? No, no, he just um where. where it's almost as if he's positioning himself in your way. Um, you're not sure if it's in- intentional or not, but it it could very well be. Like you, you know, looking at the way he kind of moved into your your party's traveling path, he might have very much put himself there. Oh, we got a meeting we're headed to. We we uh, we appreciate the help, but we actually know where we're going. Uh, you don't work here, though. No, but uh, we are customers. Ah, you you want to buy some bread? I do not want to buy some bread unless there's some pork in the middle of it. You got any humbow? I don't know what that is, but I can make you a ham sandwich. I have rye and... I know Anton doesn't know what it is, but I think you probably know what it is because I didn't make it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure he probably does. I'm sure he probably does. You said it was a dumpling? Sure, yeah. That's yeah, but if he's offering ham sandwiches, I mean, I don't think that's Yeah, it sounds like a Jewish deli. So like, I got rye bread, I got corned beef. Yeah, this, guy's got, this guy's got a lot of bread and a lot of sandwich beef. Maybe I misunderstood what kind of a market we were in. <laughs> a Hasidic market. <laughs> um, uh, okay, well, maybe some pastrami? I mean, I'm I don't know. You know, I don't think this is that time for uh, for for food. 
Yeah, I ain't, I ain't really hungry Man. yet. It's only, I know, I'm, I, you know, I'm just trying to uh, that's all right, lay, sir. Well, placate we'll, the natives. Well, what are you, what are you looking for? We'll, we'll be on our way. Uh, you go ahead and mind your own business. We won't be any trouble, okay? <laughs> and uh, can I roll a smooth? Like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you'd show your leg, but you covered it all up with all of them clothes. That's not bad. That's an eight. That's, uh, you know, if you want to show them your own skin, you go ahead and do that, Dan. <laughs> uh, I'll worry about yeah. mine. I got my white beater on. I was showing some skin. <laughs> so you, uh, it's a little chilly at the moment, but. You guys managed to get. get you want to wear my leather jacket, baby? I got a cottage long sleeve kind of shirt on. I'm kind of hot walking, doing all this walking, baby. I let your bar here go. You take my jacket, you give it back to me. It's gonna be a little big in the arms. You are gonna get lost in there with your yeah. little skin itself. But here, you put this on, Jack. I don't want you catching cold on me, baby. Man, that re- that reeks of reefer. Well, I mean, it's not. My, I don't. I don't trump with them reefer addicts, Jack. It ain't mine. I'm trying to find That's the bottom of this stuff. That's I don't what do I it. I don't do that stuff. I don't. That's not my scene, baby. That's not what I'm into, Jack. This is not no. the time nor the place for me to give you my anti-drug sediment. So let's keep walking, baby. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the first episode. <laughs> so well, mine, t- was, mine was kinetic energy. That's still, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. That was. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys, you managed to get past the bread dealer. Um, make a little note here. Wow, I'm, I'm sure grateful we made it past the bread dealer. buttery <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on our way past the bread dealer, I'm going to kind of look over my shoulder to make sure, like, he's going about his business. Is he kind of, what's he doing? He's watching you guys. Is like, he making man. bread? Or? Oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. He's kneading. <laughs> really, his knuckles are white with the yeah. powder. He's kneading, though, but he's but watching you guys like a hawk. I tell Vanessa, I say, hey, baby, uh. The bread mega, he might be calling the butcher, the candlestick maker here in a couple minutes. Daddy, we might be having some problems. So let's keep our eyes peeled, baby. If you catch my drift, this is gonna make this so much funnier. This is so good. Okay, so you guys continue. You continue on. You continue on for about twenty feet, um, and this uh, this large man in a red apron steps out into your path and he says uh hey how may i help you his stall is uh various meat products seem to be hanging from it and uh, as i said this is the butcher, butcher. Yeah. Why, are, why are you open at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> we already talked to tweedledum over there why don't you guys get you know share notes we've been through this conversation once before we're, we're open because we have customers. Why? Why are you here at three o'clock in the morning? It's four forty-five. I thought it was four o'clock, Daddy. We, Do you we, grill all your cust your customers <laughs> like this? Is this like? I mean, is there like a secret password we were supposed to, like? Is there a hand stamp we didn't get? A ham stamp? A ham stamp. <laughs> I have ham steaks. Are you in the market for ham steaks? Can I roll a smooth to just tell this dude? Yeah, go for it. Uh, that's another eight. Mm. I say, say, look here, baby. Look here, We just trying to we, we we just trying to mind our own business, Daddy. Our business, our own friend. So you get we we just gonna keep on walking. <laughs> All right. So you guys uh, you guys pass you guys pass as you're walking through. 
And I, uh, I, I again turn around, and do I see both of them at this point? Like, are they both back there kind yeah, of? Yeah, they're both. Eyeing us? They're going right. about their business, but they're also very much observing you guys. So the, can I roll a brain roll for Dan to, to, to see if he recognizes the connection to, uh, you know, Grim Fairy Tales or whatever the fuck this is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I rolled a 10. Yeah, definitely you're <laughs> expecting to see some sort of silversmith next. All right, so guys, I don't know what we just walked into, but if you see a fiddling cat, give it a wide berth. <laughs> um, but I would suggest that we scan the, the area up ahead if we see anybody selling candles or, you know, silver fixtures, that we just, just kind of, you know, walk around it. Uh, yeah, and, and with that brilliant observation, you can see that uh, up and to the left, there is indeed a beeswax candle maker uh, who makes beeswax candles and sells candlesticks that go with them. And he seems to be standing outside of his stall, trying to look nonchalant as he is waiting to position. How big are these? Like, let me ask you wait, a question. Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Is he mining his own beeswax? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that I'm sorry. Well done. <laughs> like this dude. Like these dudes. Like how big are they? Like are they? They keep getting bigger. Every substantially, time. yes, exactly. Substantially okay. bigger with each one. So if we can't, if we can't get to where we're going without walking past him. Before he has a chance to say anything, I'm gonna. Dan's gonna walk up to him and say, "Can I help you? Can I help yeah. you?" You guys can actually, if uh, observing and seeing where he is, you guys can actually kind of maneuver yourselves around a couple of other stalls and make it without him being able to just put himself in your way. He would have to literally beeline and walk in front of you. All right, I recommend that course yeah. of action. If he, if he does come yeah. toward us. I want to use my extending arm and kind of push him away. Nice. <laughs> oh, Inspector Gadget. When did Inspector Gadget come on the air? When that wasn't no. in the seventies. No, but uh, since we've been on Amazon. Yeah. And this is the arm that <laughs> sa- saved your ass last episode. Remember, baby? All right. Oh, I do. I'm a big fan of it. So you guys managed to get around the. Uh, he he almost. You can see him because you guys are watching him now. You can see he looks a little crestfallen. Like he was, he was ready to put himself in your way, and uh, and now cannot do that. Um, so as you wind your way through various uh, stints, and or, uh, nice job, man. That was really well done. Um, you know, you, you kind of we read a book or two. Um, you you find yourself uh, in front of a, a large uh, booth. It's like a wooden structure, um, and it's a. Uh, it's got a large wooden sign emblazoned with the name Oshawan on the front of it. And a smaller sign uh, hangs from it. Um, it's probably about five foot long by, uh, you know, about four foot tall. and hangs from two chains. And it says in a handful of different languages, uh, fish and more. But it's, you know, it's in English, it's in German, it's in Russian, it's in Swahili, it's in, you know, different forms of kanji. There's even hieroglyphics on there. Um, it's just in a bunch of different languages. Uh, and there's... Even dead ones. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, never know. Aramaic. When a and, pharaoh was going to want some fish and more, baby. <laughs> out front, uh, there's an old woman who's scaling fish with, uh, with just deft precision. Uh, and next to her is a large man who's, uh, who seems to be cleaning and boning them. Um, and his hands are moving so quickly it's hard to keep track of them. It's almost mechanical. Um, 
And the large man looks at you and he says, uh, you want fish? He motions to various plastic tubs full of clean fish that are yet to be stocked in a display case that's back in the booth. I just uh, kind of grimace and shake my head now. Mm. And the old woman says, uh, you're looking for cutlery. Maybe. What kind of of cutlery do you sell? Oh, exotic and ancient cutlery uh, of all different shapes and sizes. Perhaps a sword? Or three. (laughs) I think we're in the right place, baby. (laughs) It's a, if it's a coincidence, it's a very persuasive one. It didn't take no brain roll to figure that one out, Jack. I think this is the woman we've come to see. This is not the person I know, though, right? No, well, this is maybe an agent of Kaga's. Um, she she addressed you by name, though. She said, I believe you're here to... Uh, we've been waiting for you, Vanessa. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it's okay. Um... How'd you know I was coming? <laughs> You're hard to miss, uh, but my master told me that you were on your way. Um, I don't know if we have what you were looking for, but recently I have uh, acquired two items that may be what you seek. Um, if you would follow me, I can lead you to my shop, and we can take a look at it. Uh, is soul like perception? Yes. Gonna roll soul, baby. Ooh, that's a good ass roll. Nice. 11. You feel like um, it honorable? If honorable was a personality trait, this woman is that incarnate. Uh, she has absolutely no. Um, there's no ill will. There's no deceit or uh, or trickery. She just seems very to the point. It's very much. You're here to meet with me. Please come with me so we can handle this so I can get back to doing what I need to do. Scale some fish, Daddy. I don't know if I completely trust her. I'm just kidding. Oh, it's Obviously. all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need at least a 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Excellent. So uh, she she kind of leads you guys. She's a short little woman. Um, she leads you guys through uh, you know a couple of narrow passages and you arrive at an RV decorated with various paper lanterns and strings of orange and white Christmas lights. Um, She opens the door and invites you inside. And uh, you guys all, it's it's, it's fairly large. With the exception of Buddy. Everybody... You know what? I'll stay outside and keep watch, Daddy. I, see, see I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking that was a good idea, but um, I was thinking maybe you know your your talking skills would come in handy, and maybe we can leave Mister Mofune out of here. Uh, I would, I would. Um, I, I, I think we're all. It's all good if we all go in. All right, sounds good to me then. Dude. It's groovy, baby. Don't worry. I think about it, it might be a good idea if I go in there just so I can identify the uh, if if it is. Uh, you know, our swords they've been taken. I would I would know what they look like, so it might oh, be. Oh, that's a good point. I was just going to, you know, if they were glowing blue, made of starlight, and <laughs> come back from the dead, I figured they were probably the right ones. But you make a good point. 
It could be lots of souls out there that are glowing blue that come back from the dead. Yeah. From meteors. We don't know what's happening in this I mean, in a strange world place. Oct- octopuses that don't need to breathe water. And all the, the butcher, the bigger the candlestick maker, you understand? Yeah. Stressing on every move as we make our way through this market, daddy. I gotta, gotta keep my eyes, my eyes open. Don't know what's happening. So, uh, and you guys get inside of the. Uh, well, wait, who's staying? Is anybody staying outside? Nah. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll keep. You know what? I'll keep watch outside. Just have somebody out there. All right. All right. That Johnny Sparks and his robot on, baby. He's a gentleman. So, Johnny, you're outside. Uh, everybody else is inside. We gotta smoke some reefer, I bet. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> so, you some guys. That, some of that blue stuff? <laughs> I've. I've I what they call in the future a, a mad vape rig. In my <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys go inside this uh, this RV, and it's uh, the entire inside of the RV has been retrofitted with display cases. Um, it's it's essentially uh, completely gutted out, and so the walls uh, all have these glass cases with different blades, and, and they're. You know, this is this is the finest recreational vehicle I've ever laid my eyes upon, baby. And I've been in, you know, I've traveled this country many times in plenty of these things. This is beautiful. You've done a wonderful job with this piece of machinery. You understand? She she looks pleased. Um, there's there's Vustovs, there's Gensu, there's you know there's just a myriad of cooking knives and and accoutrement as well as combat weapons. Um, and, uh, you know, she kind of walks you guys over to this table in the middle of the floor. And she says, uh, you know, we, sh- we have these two bundles that have recently, uh, recently been brought to me over the last few weeks. Um, I'm going to show you what's in them, but I'm going to tell you this now before I reveal it. Uh, I don't know how they found their way to me, only that they were purchased off of people whose names I will not remember. So if they're what you're looking for, I completely understand. But past that, that's all the information we have. Are we? Do we have an understanding? I can dig it. How how long ago did did your swords get stolen? I don't know if you mentioned that, but how long ago was that? Well, it's been about uh, four months now. Oh, okay. So uh, she opens the first bundle of silk. And before you sits two beautiful blades. They're sheathed in uh, crimson saber wood, and they're etched with uh, various symbols uh, that look like they have something to do with music. Um, you know, treble clefts and, and lute players, and, you know, uh, different pipe players, pan pipes, and flute. It, it seems like musical instruments from all over the globe are represented in, in this really interesting network um, of, of designs on the sheaths of these two blades. Uh... And Bo goes, that's not the Fallen Star die show. And the old woman, she kind of frowns. She's like, hmm. Uh, well, I have this other one as well. And she sets the bundle on the table. I'm going to jump outside real quick. Um, Jim, I'm going to need you to uh, have Johnny go ahead and make a uh, soul roll for me. Okay. It's on. Yeah. You got to make your soul so glow. <laughs> Ten. Yeah, there's... there's <laughs> you can see headlights approaching. There's there's cars coming in um, from different areas. And it, you can you throw me a brains real quick. Sure. 
I did justice because my brain's a zero. That's I mean, yeah, then you just get your honest roll. Eight. That's still good enough. You know that the only way that cars can make it to this point, the way that you, you know, all the little stalls and everything are together, is if people moved stalls out of the way. Oh. Mm. Okay. That's not a good thing. But there's definitely cars coming up cool, like, okay. fairly quick with their their brights on. I'm going to hastily make my way back to the, the door of the RV and knock and uh, say, hey, uh, somebody's coming here in a bunch of cars. This doesn't look very good. Hey, were you going where? To the RV. You guys are in the RV looking at the swords, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that RV. So I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm outside. I'm going to. But, um, um, you know, yeah, I was, I'm going to keep it mellow, of course, because, you know, I'm going to keep on trucking because you know, I'm Johnny Sparks. So I walk up to the door. I'm like, hey, geez, like there's some turkeys out here when it causes some trouble driving up in the cars. Yeah, see me knocking on the door. Um, who, who opens the door? Um, we just, who would be closest to the door to open it and look at him? Well, I don't know nothing about swords, so I kept out of the way. I guess I opened the door. All right, I need a, you. To, a crack. I need you to. Yeah, I need you to throw me a soul roll. <clears throat> Johnny Sparks. Whoa! Nice. Sweet dude. You almost think that instead of blinding headlights, you see crimson skeletal vipers moving quickly towards you through the air. Wait, like uh, like snakes that are skeletons? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and a but yeah, and about that time, bullets start flying. Oh shit! Uh, oh boy. Well, I, I grab the robot arm, pull it inside, and shut the door. All right. <laughs> and uh, the windows begin to break in the RV. Uh, bullets are just you know cutting through. What are you guys doing? Man, did somebody forget to pay their rent? <laughs> I mean, uh, the first thing I'm doing, I'm hitting a dick, baby. If these bullets, if they bullets flying around, I'm I'm on my belly. Wait yeah, a minute. Oh, okay. I didn't know the dick you were talking about. I'm keeping dick, my distance. Not the, uh... <laughs> I'm hitting a dick, baby. Um, in, uh, let's. Uh, we need a we need to look at those other swords real quick, so we know what what we're doing. We can you know grab those or whatever. This could um, be like unrelated stuff too. Yeah, well, well, trespassers, but we ain't gonna be able to come back here. So we need to we need to look at them swords, and we need to get Mister Mafune to identify them swords. So I guess what Dan gonna do is he gonna lunge for that bundle and okay. get it, get Mafune a, a, a gander at them, and find out whether these are his swords at all. All right. So here's 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 how these events are playing out. Oh, oh, real, real quick, are the people getting out of the cars? Or they're just like you're, you're inside. You can't see them. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Because I have this God of Thunder thing where I can uh, play, and if I get a ten or better, then multiple targets are deafened and staggering at disadvantage. You got your guitar with you? Hell yeah! I'm always. Hello. Guitar, <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on, man! I got my guitar with me at all times. What's Vanessa doing? That we still need an action from her. She uh, pulls out her her Beretta. Okay. And and her thirty eight. Standing or on the like hitting the deck. She fucking takes you know if there's something I can take cover behind like this I can 
Okay. You gotcha. know, my back to the wall so I can reach around the corner and pop off a few shots. So I'd like actually like to pop off a few shots right away if I have if I pass Yeah, go. <laughs> I'm, I'm if, I, if I can hustle. I'm picturing this as if, you know, I'm crawling over to the bundle. <clears throat> right. Um, below the level of the windows, hopefully. So that, that that's what I'm trying to figure out. So who's... Buddy's on the ground. Buddy hit the deck, baby. He's he pulled out his he pulled out his piece and hit the deck. Dan's on the ground. We all take cover. There's somebody shooting. Buddy is fully prone on the ground. So so everybody is prone, but Vanessa. I'm not prone. I'm I'm on my knees. I'm crawling to the bunker. Yeah, I'm okay. If 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 I see if there's a spot where I can, you know, there is my backup. Against the door and have cover so I can reach around and pop up. You, you got to look at the webcam for John's maneuvers. He's <laughs> he's acting it out. So uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should screen cap this. That's brilliant. Um, so uh, you, everybody on the floor, you see that the old woman, uh, who nobody ever got her name, which is awesome, the old woman has opened a trap door that is underneath the table and is scurrying down into it. That's um, a good idea, uh, ma'am. Right. Name? So I, once I see that, I change my plan to grabbing the bundle sight unseen and, you know, following her down into the tunnel, which Anton really wants to get a word in edgewise, which makes me want to keep talking. <laughs> well, if I see the tunnel and I'm going that way, I'm going to yell, there's... There's a trap door over here, baby. Let's get going. Okay, so what is happening? And the, re- the reason I was asking <laughs> with standing is because uh, we're gonna get Dan's gonna be able to take an action, and um, John's gonna be able to take an action. Everybody else is going through the the tunnel or is on the ground. I, I don't have. Are you staying? Or are you going through the tunnel? Um, is Johnny staying or is Johnny going through the tunnel? I'm gonna stay, stick with the group. I'll be the last one out though. Okay. So uh, I got a hustle of two, so at least I'll be quick on my feet when I do run out. So Vanessa is going to see it first. The top of the RV kind of falls in as a, uh, you know, and and there's like a blinding light that's coming from above. And uh, there is a, uh, there's a, there's a guy in an orange jumpsuit. Wrapped up like a douche. And he has a, <laughs> he's got a, he's got a mask covering Looks like a demon, doesn't it? With four wide, horns. Wide mouth and horn. yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to be two horns, then came back to life with four horns, yeah. Exactly. Let's see where, let's see where it's going. And uh, he, uh, he's scrambling for the second bundle. Mm. So I'm going to let. Love that. Yeah, that's what oh. I was going to say. Oh, okay. So. Yes, so what's the. Well, I already said I was going for the bundle. So right. You need yeah. To, you need so to where, roll or, I guess right I was misunderstanding how close these guys were because. Well, he came through the roof. Oh. Yeah, they're all outside, and he came. Th- this he guy came through the roof. roof. All right. He physically like broke. Like somebody would come through a wall. Like, I'm fucking lighting him up then. Okay, that's what. I was <laughs> and I'm I'm rolling a hustle to get to that uh. bundle. Before, I love the quote on that. One. I'm fucking lightning up before his corpse does. All right, so let's <laughs> let's roll off me and Dan. Um, so I'm going, and then I have a plus three. I'm so. fucking lightning wow, him up. That's there. a high hustle. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a twelve. 
does he have any kind of disadvantage given that I was looking right at the bundle and he had to use some kind of like x-ray vision to know where he was jumping to? Um, there's probably things in play that it are are drawing him directly to it. Mm. Yeah. The, <laughs> he has a supernatural connection. You could say that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's up to you to shoot his ass. Bang, bang. All right. I forget how initiative works on this game. Um, we haven't fought. Well, I guess I did fight something, but it wasn't a full-on fight. We just, uh, we just roll off. Really? Yeah. All right. A D6. Mm-hmm. Booyah. Yeah, you got that. I'm not even going to... Because Ty goes... Six is bad. That means you're sixth. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Ty Ty goes Uh, to the player. I don't think that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So he just shot his ass. Yeah. Eat lead, demon bitch. Let's let's jump into... I got to open my... Eat lead, demon bitch. I accidentally closed I've it. I've heard that oh once. I've heard it a thousand times. That's oh our boy. new t-shirt available on teefpuri.com right now. <laughs> Eat lead, demon bitch. I should you, got a, you got a way with words, baby. I love it. <laughs> Hold on. I closed the wrong window. There we go. All I hate right. when that happens. It's so frustrating. Having a ton of tabs can get very confusing. Yeah. So we got to get to. Now I got to get back to where I was on my PDF from my combat. Do you have a? I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how anything works on this game. Like how much damage works? How damage works? Uh, yeah. Damage is pretty neat, man. It's pretty yeah. cool. I don't even know how hit points work. I it's just. I, like... Yeah, I got I, I read through briefly, but that's been a while. I think, like, NPCs have, like, one to four or something like that, or if somebody's kind of a Billy Badass, they may have a little bit more, and it's it's pretty interesting. It depends on your might. Yeah, PCs, um, yada, yada, yada. They have, like, wound levels and stuff like that, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, wound levels, that's right. And then weapons do harm. What, yeah. What, what, yeah. You're shooting, what you're shooting them with, how much harm does it do? Well, I have, uh, I have a Beretta. On the mob, Beretta, Etta, Etta, I have a Beretta, which does two harm, close and loud. And then I have a 38 revolver, but I don't have the stats. But I also have the sawed off shotgun, but, you know, that's a little bit more work to get that out. I, I had pulled out the guns because <clears throat> I thought I was going to be shooting a little bit at a distance. Yeah. The, the sawed off. So which one? Did you, which if one I knew did somebody was coming through the roof. I'm firing the 38 and the Beretta. Oh, both of them. If I can. You can says, uh, yeah. But most non-PCs only have five. five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. I, can, I can either, I can deal just the one. I'm going to, I'm going to do the damage. Okay. So I got the two guns. Do I roll hustle twice? Yes. All right. All right, twelve. He's dead as fuck. So I hit hit with one, and the other one, I'll I'll have to move a little bit to hit. Okay, that guy's dead as shit. So that I can (laughs) still do the full damage. No, he's not. Still only four. It's still only four. He is not dead at all. Harm that I have dealt. Yeah, he's he's uh, possible bronze, but so that's broken. Um, Well, no, because the armor soaks first, right? I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, the armor soaks first, so. 
So that's going to prevent two. So you've you put a fucking hurt on him though. Um. Yeah. So this is kind of odd that this is happening now instead of later, but okay. Um, you hit him, and the you you feel like the jumpsuit he's wearing. It um it might absorb some of the the blast, but you do tear through. Um, his blood is is uh blackish green. Hmm. And it smells strange. Almost um, fishy. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fish it, dude. It is nasty. What uh, is his, uh, is he, can we see his face? No, he's got the mask on. He's wearing a mask. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I guess we'll have to wait till he's dead to look at his face. Uh, you feel like some bullets whizzed by you, but didn't hit you. Alright. Uh, does he look like he's gonna turn and attack me now? Uh, he looks like he's he's grabbing for that, uh, he's grabbing for the sword. But now we gotta figure out, or the, the bundle. But now we gotta figure out what's going on with, uh, with Jason. Well, I rolled, you outrolled me. Um. Okay, so he, may, he, he puts hands on it before you can grab it. Um, but he's also been shot, so we staggered, so you can get to him physically uh, while he's, he's okay. holding it. That's what I'm going to do then. I am going to deliver a beatdown with the objective of grabbing it out of his hands. Okay. Which I need a seven or better to do. I, right. I can assist you on that too. No, because I'm in the tunnel already. Yeah. Well, could I assist him with that? Because I'm still there. Yeah, you could, you could help. Yeah, you can help a brother or sister out. So that gives him like, something, something extra. Your target is holding or wielding. Nice. How does that work? Is that like do I get to drop a die or something? An extra you dice. You're all might, right? Some damage to you. Yeah. Oh. All right. So it looks like we're going to get a ten. <laughs> <laughs> What's your might? It's only zero. Oh, okay. Well, still, still a ten. ten. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So then it yeah. says, uh, if you're delivering a beatdown, it says. Uh, 10 plus, you deal your damage and, to the enemy and choose one of the options below, which yours is give or which, take something your target correct. is holding. Correct. So I yanked, the, I yanked the bundle out of his hands with one hand and punched him in the face with the other hand. Okay. Um, I'm going to make camera, a roll. Camera. <laughs> I'm going to make a roll real quick. Oop. Okay. Um, you managed to crack part of the it looks like the mask is made of clay and you crack part of it and you see um, like a pallid greenish colored skin underneath. Mm, fun. Yeah. Uh, and he, he kind of staggers back and uh, and the bullets keep kind of lighting this, uh, this RV up. And... Nah. All right, I got I got this bundle. I think we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah, I'd like to pop another uh, shot at this guy because I have a semi-automatic. I can shoot that one again. <laughs> okay. The Beretta. I can't shoot the thirty-eight without right cocking it. I forget right. how to, you I, have I to imagine. That still. Re- reload is a thing. I don't know how often. You I, have I wouldn't have to reload, but I'd have to the thirty-eight pull, back. pull the pull the, yeah. anyway. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. Either way, I'm gonna take a shot and dive into the. Hole after after okay. uh, Dan. Come on, Johnny. No. 
Now, if uh, if I helped him, do I still would I still be able to take a swing at this guy? Yeah. Okay, my might is one. I'm just gonna try to get a robot punch. Ooh, nice! Oh, this dude yeah. is pretty fucked up. You you hit him again, and he does not look like he's doing well. Uh, he kind of doubles over and lets out this. When you when you make contact with him, it feels rubbery. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. This guy's grossing us out more by the second. Hmm. You could, um, with that roll, you could stun him. That's probably, best, probably the best way to go. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, you know, because we're trying to get away, and it's probably not going to kill him. Or I don't know. Or you can push, pull, or otherwise move your target where you want him. Like, yeah, like in John, front of the window yeah. <laughs> while the bullets are coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I do this since I hit him, you know, since I gave him a robot punch. uh, Since I can, you know, move or whatever, I'll just punch, like, kind of push him, like, five or ten feet, you know, like, through the wall of the RV, like, out of the way so everybody can make it clean the other way. It's reinforced, but you can push him into the wall. Okay, I'll do that because it'll do some damage to him. Okay. Uh, And then you're going through the hole? I'm following the group, man. Okay, John, are you taking the shot? I will take one shot. Okay. Uh, and did you you made the roll already, right? Nope. Oh, can I have that roll? Uh, nine. Christ, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I think that probably ends this fella's life. All right, I say, uh, <clears throat> pop off shot. Pow. Smell you later, freaky dicky chunk. <laughs> Fucking right <Ricky. laughs> So everybody gets through the uh, through the hole in the uh, in the bottom of the sexy. <laughs> everybody gets through the bottom of the uh, the bottom of the RV. Uh, you get you, you really did smell too. Yeah, <laughs> you get yourself out through uh, through the crawl space, and you can hear bullets ripping into the RV as you make your way at, as you make your way out. Um, the first one out would have been uh, the old woman, mm-hmm. and then and Buddy, and then Buddy, oh. no, and then Bo. Oh, okay, Bo went first. Yeah, Bo the coward. Yeah, and then, uh, then Buddy. So Buddy, yes. As you are pulling yourself out, you see a very large hand. Um, you would, you would, uh, you would say it would be the size of the hand of somebody who could easily go toe to toe with you in the ring in your heyday. Okay, Uh, is wearing a suit and it's offering you a hand up. Come to the Barrios in Seaside City. It's more than a hotel. It's a five-star resort. It's got action. It's got nightlife. The whole deal. You know, huge fun for the whole family. While you're staying with us, try one of our Barrios steaks. The world's greatest steaks. And we mean that. Like trying yeah. to help me off the ground. Yeah, to help you off the ground because you're the way you're crawling out through the bottom of the RV. Okay, it's basically like a tunnel that's taking you underneath the RV and out into uh, open area behind the RV. We've already established, but he needs as much help getting up as he can get. Right. right. So I guess I would take the guy's hand and let him help me up. Nah, yeah, you uh, you find yourself standing uh, eye to eye, which is, for you is a big deal since you're a big dude. 
with a uh, a large uh, man. The lower half of his face is obscured by a red, uh, grinning demon mask. Mm. Um, <laughs> Oops. His hair is slicked back. He's wearing a very nice suit. Um, you know, he, he kind of pats you on the shoulder and steadies you because he sees you're a little bit wobbly. And then he reaches his hand down to help. Who's out next? Bo. After you. Well, no, Bo. It would have been the old lady, then Bo, then Buddy, then Dan. Me, I think. I think I'm the, the last bun- one. Dan's got the bundle, right? I'd be like that last. I want to scope out the scene real quick, okay? Okay, yeah. So what you're seeing is... Well, hang uh, on. I got to roll for it. Hang on. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Something I gotta roll for, and if I, and I'm gonna scope out the scene, and if I roll ten or better, I get to ask you three questions. Seven or nine, I get to ask you one. Go for it. So let's see here. Let oh, this first. is literally a move called scope out special the scene. Move. Yeah. I love special moves. All right, that's a ten, so I can ask Ooh, you three right. questions. So, um, is the first one would be this demon dude? Is he the only person here? No. Okay. Um, I guess then, how many <laughs> other guys are here then? Close to 50. Close to oh. 50. <laughs> you might not have had a roll to figure that out. Did you bring I mean, automatic weapons? You know, I just got to add. I mean, I just wanted to, you know. Um, what is the fastest escape route out of this fucking place? Um, probably up, back the way you came. Up through the RV, yeah. <laughs> probably back <laughs> through the, not, the storm of bullets. The, not the best route. Just All right, well, those of them I got to roll, and I got three questions, and those were some pretty good <laughs> answers that we uh, got here. You should have wished for more wishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you guys, you know, you, you get out, and what what you're seeing as he's uh, as this this large man is helping you all up is, uh, you know, he's in this black business suit. He's got these amber eyes. He's got this red demon mask. And uh, around him are various men and women in aprons and chef's whites and, uh, you know, smocks. And they're all armed to the teeth with mallets and knives. And some even have pots and pans. And they seem to be moving with this this silence, like, uh, you know, know. like flowers, uh, you know, falling gently. The ninjas, baby. These wait, are ninjas. Wait, they're, they're moving uh, like I'm, flowers falling? Yeah, they're, they're, they're moving with a, a quietness. You can't is see it, them. What? Is it like Village of the Damned? Village of the Damned. I've seen Village of the Damned. You know, it's the little, little, the little, that's a bunch of little kids, right? A bunch of little kids, yeah. Yeah, this is more a bunch of chefs and sous chefs. and and. <laughs> are they rogues? Uh, is this I the think. Thieves Guild now? <laughs> well, definitely uh, not. Crossover already. God, I want to say who this is, but it would be metagaming so bad because I know exactly who this is. They're all wielding iron weapons. Um, yes, iron chefs, guys. <laughs> iron job. And as you guys are, uh, as you guys are kind of getting steady to your feet, you uh, you hear the distinct sound of whoever was unloading gunfire from the other side of the RV um, getting cut down in in very horrible ways. Ooh. Uh, hmm. by okay. a, a collection of very honed cutlery and uh, cooking accoutrement. <laughs> okay. I was afraid we'd run away from them only to find a larger number of them. <laughs> different clan, different group of people. Now, now I understand that, yeah. I look at, I look at Bo Buffy and I say, what have you gotten us into, baby? <laughs> I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> 
Somehow that only makes it worse. Um, the the large man in the half demon mask, uh, he looks at you and his eyes are very smiling. We're all out of the thing, right? By now, yeah, yeah, we're all out of the thing. Um, his eyes are smiling and he says, um, "Please come with me." Oh man, you could have said walk this way. That's a golden opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We got no choice. Uh, well, like, like through the mob uh, of psycho I, killers. I take a look at the uh, fifty. Uh, <laughs> fifty or so knives. And right. Hello, ma'am. Hello, put my sir. pistols away. Yeah, yeah my pistols uh, are looking like pea shooters. Right this is me. this is Kaga. Oh, this is Vanessa. Oh, you know, would know, you know this, this guy. Yeah, Vanessa. You know this is Kaga. Kaga. <laughs> so, uh, what, is, what, is, what does he sound like? Does he not talk? Kaga? No, yeah. hey, uh, I could, I could not do his voice justice. So I'm just going to talk normally for okay. him. Oh, right. why is his voice so? Is it really deep and? Yeah, it's it's super gravelly and very um, samurai. Yes. Very samurai esque. Oh, try to just do uh, Ido Agami for me. you up. Yeah. That's Oh, Vanessa. Hajime Mashi. Whoever says this, Allah Kazin. Utashiwa Kaga desu. So, uh, so Kaga, uh, he, uh, he leads you, uh, he leads you to, uh, uh, this, this small building that appears to be a fusion between, if you could imagine it, a waffle house. And an upscale sushi bar. Hmm. Uh, no, I can't imagine that at all. Nor will I. Nor will I. <laughs> Fish on a waffle. Fuck that. I had to get our. I had to well, get the our idea list. of an upscale sushi bar in a waffle house is very strange. Very, very strange. <laughs> I mean, I don't say this to Kaga naturally. <laughs> now, nowadays, I can I can see it happening nowadays. Right. Like, you know, anyway, this is the seventies. So, it's gonna be yeah. weird. So there's no name on the building. Uh, the only iconography that you can see is there's a, a, a pepper, um, and it has a seared image of a chef knife on it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the Iron Chef fan is loving it. I'm sorry, man. It's like my favorite show. Of all time. I'm, a, I'm a chef by trade, so like watching that show for me is like watching this professional sport. Uh, yeah, for, Asian Iron Chef is my favorite. Um, oh, totally. Japanese yeah. is the way to go. So, uh, so he leads you inside and there's, there's seats at the bar and he, uh, he walks, you know, he rolls up the sleeves of his suit. So everybody, everybody's very casual and kind of, I mean, there's 50 armed dudes around, but they're all just like. Well, no, they went and took care of the guys with guns. Okay. So there, so now we're just kind of kicking welcome guests. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome guests. Honored, honored guests. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, he walks behind the, he walks behind the bar. <laughs> A pepper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's how he started every episode. Yeah, he would take a bite out of it. Um, and this is a this this character is based off a conversation we had ages ago. Oh, that's uh, what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so Kaga, you know, he's behind the bar where the flat iron griddle is, and he starts to you know cut potatoes. His back is to you. Please sit. There's plenty. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling in my peckish after you know. Anytime I almost die. I get mm-hmm. a, I get a real appetite. I'm gonna sit right down. Yeah, we'll sit down. I mean, which what choice do we have at this point, baby? We just been rescued by this this yeah, man, and now he's offering us a fine meal. I'm grateful, and but also aware that I'm surrounded by like 
a hundred psycho killers. And I would also do yourself a favor, baby, keep your eye on that package. Oh yeah, I got yeah, I got that tucked down here. Um, well, Kaga is a more of a weapons dealer. He don't know about the reefer madness. You understand? He don't know about none of that stuff. Just to say it's a spice. He'll... That incident. What was that all about? I don't rightly know who those people were. I, I was hoping maybe you had an idea. But we were trying to recover our, our friend. Bo, get off the floor, man. It's all right. I, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Bo, as you, Bo, you, Bo, you all right, man? You don't look so good. I, I think I've been shot. <laughs> and oh, you, can you, see, you can see uh, red starting to spread on his shoulder and leg. Um, and you can Kaga, Kaga turns and looks over his shoulder. It does believe so. It does seem so. Uh, Alton. Alton. <laughs> and from the back, <laughs> from the back, oh, a man. small, disheveled-looking man uh, wanders out. His hair is all askew. Uh, his glasses are kind of catacornered. And he's cleaning a glass. And uh, he says, uh, you want breakfast? And Kaga looks at him and says, the monk has been shot. And Alton nods and moves to Bo's side and says, "Come with me." And yeah, I, I don't. I think we're going to have to help him get wherever you want to go. Uh, I mean, I'm not really fit to be walking around. Can one of you assist yeah, me? I'll, yeah, let me let me put him over my shoulder. Um, Johnny, can you get you help me with this guy? Sure, no problem. I'll take the other side. No problem. All right, we we're going to take him back to the you know the medical what where we're going the infirmary. Sure. He takes you back into a kitchen that's just really, really oh, clean. Wait a minute, he ain't gonna cook him, is he? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> These are he's gonna, people. He's gonna. Uh, he busts out your, you know, your typical first aid kit, and he starts to get to work trying to remove the bullet um, and work on on Bo. Back to uh, so Buddy and Vanessa are still out with Kaga. Mm-hmm. Is he uh, feeding us? Well, Kaga starts to, he's, he's already uh, hashed up the potatoes. Mmm, delicious. And uh, he's, he seems to be making you breakfast. Um, he says, Vanessa, what, what brings you here? Why, you didn't say much on the phone, other than you were looking for some swords, but there seems to be more going on than just some, some sword sale. A uh, bundle of swords suddenly flies out from the door of the infirmary. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, have we had a chance for, uh, no. to take a glance at those and see if they're his swords? Nobody has looked at them yet. Um, well, we got this. These swords we're looking for for this guy. We're just doing him a favor. Might be a little bit of profit for us. For me. For the club. Um, I don't know anything about that. Those fishy... Bastards outside. I, I'm Them not fishy aware. jive turkeys. I'm not aware of why they would be here either, um, or who they are. They uh, seem to the the one that we attacked inside the RV seemed to know exactly where uh, where this bundle of swords were was, and where they are going. Right, he went right for it without uh, any being able to see inside beforehand. It, like some kind of supernatural freaky deaky connection. That is very strange. It's the best. I love that word, freaky deaky. To no, have I use it again. I don't want to wear that. Weapons. <laughs> uh, 
do you have any idea of, of why why you need these? Why do you need these swords in the first place? Where where do they come from? What's the story behind them? I give her a quick rundown of Bo's Bo's uh, background mm-hmm. and his story, his situation. And Kaga seems to stop for a moment before he begins to flip bacon. Uh, hmm. The Kazuda clan, uh, if they were the ones involved, they would not come to the Ming neighborhood, much less the Iron Crab open-air market. Uh, I have been opposed to their dealings for almost a decade now. Uh, however, I am aware that both uh, Rebecca Talbot uh, and John Forrest uh, have, had, uh, have been brokering dealings with them to move uh, various things over the last few months. I'm gonna, can I roll a... I'm going to roll an encyclopedia memory to see if I know who the hell these people is talking about. So let me gotcha. Roll your brains. Roll my brains. That's a nine. So roll yeah. my brains out. <clears throat> On a seven to nine, the DJ would only tell you something interesting and then, then tell the DJ how he knows this. So I, I would say, what? Uh, so tell me about these people. You know, these Re- Rebecca Talbot is ex-military. She works outside of the... The Long Shake Dock Works. Um, she's been dealing in a lot of uh, different technologies, but she's been moving things underneath the, uh, the cover of darkness for a little while now. Okay, not- I would I, I would know this because of my snooping around in my. Uh, I had a case a couple months back where I was doing some things around the dock because there was some stuff coming in that should have been coming in. Maybe some of that refill was coming in. Maybe I was trying to get to the bottom of that sea. He was moving them, shaking them things around. The other thing, so I saw all this stuff happening. So that's how I knew that. So there you go. <laughs> did you did you mention Reefer? Of course I did, baby. Okay. Um, Kaga sets down uh, five plates. Um, fried eggs, grilled bacon, hash browns with light wasabi <laughs> sauce on them. Uh, rice balls sold with um, savory pork and ginger hash. Uh, no humbow, huh? No humbow, baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we came close. Um, <laughs> now, Mr. Kaga, I don't I don't know if you would know anything about something like this, but I reach into my pocket and I pull out the the stem, the, the big bud of marijuana, and I say, have you ever seen anything like this on the streets, if you understand? I find it very strange that you asked about that. I was about to ask you the same question when you mentioned the, the reefer. Uh, he pulls out a, a small spice jar. Um, a light iridescent blue emanates from it. He opens it, and inside you see almost the exact same herb you're showing him. Now, uh, where did, now where, if you don't mind me asking, sir, where did you find such a unusual bud? We received a shipment of crab. From the northern shore of the Mescatonic Valley, uh, a new distributor. <laughs> uh, a new distributor. Uh, our old one had been slowly producing less and less of a haul over the last few years. Uh, so to keep up with demand of the market, we had to find a new distributor. Um, most of the crab was was beautiful, larger than what we're used to seeing um, coming from those waters. Uh, but a few of them had this strange growth on their shells. Um, we, not knowing what it was, isolated those from the rest of the crabs uh, because we like to keep them alive until we cook them. Um, and that's when strange things started to happen. They began to cannibalize each other until only one crab remained. And mm. then the last crab began He's to grow. He's the king of the crabs! Uh, oh, yeah. 
He's the Krebs. I am the strongest Krebs. <laughs> He's the Hulk Krebs. He began to grow in size exponentially um, until we had to kill it. And it was no small task. We actually lost two men. <laughs> um, Good lord, baby. That's a, that's a hell of a crab. The credentials of the distributor that's were like false. Creepy crusty. <laughs> the, the credentials of the distributor were falsified, so we have been unable to track them down, um, regardless of our large reach. However, you know, if you come across anything about these strange herbs, origins, uh, we would be very grateful. Can I, I roll, can I I roll, roll Vanessa? Can I roll a soul on this? Yeah, go for it. Because I want to, cause soul is like a perception, yes? Mm hmm. Oh, shit. I, I got some XP out of that one, so I don't know if he's telling the truth <sighs> or not. Um, but I will tell, I will, it happens that I found this when I was, uh, investigating a fella. Mrs. Sweetwater, you understand, and he was staying. He was staying at the what's the name of the hotel, Anton? That you, Debario. Yeah, he was staying at the Debario. I found this in the uh, what's the boiler room. The word I'm looking for is the boiler room. I found it in a bag in a boiler room. There were several large bags of this stuff. I'm starting to think that all this is connected. If you yeah, will, today a magic sword. We've really uh, piqued Vanessa's interest here, man, because uh, her buzz is the truth, man. Streets are full of secrets. Me too, baby. I'm looking for justice, and I got to get to the bottom of this stuff. Because what you're saying is if these crabs start cannibalizing themselves, that means if there's reefers out on the street and people are smoking it, people are going to start going crazy and doing so, all kinds of crazy things. You're going to have people running around here like a crazy machine, doing all kinds of stuff. We can't have that, baby. I cannot have such things happen in my city, baby. So do I – and so the, the, the ex-military woman mm-hmm. – uh, the buddy knows about. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd probably know about her too, right? I'm a yep. war vet. Yep. <laughs> war vet. Yeah, that's that right. That's what it is. There used to be a lot of war vets in Go Go Hot Pants back in the day. There was a. <laughs> I'm a honeypot war vet, man. I was yeah, wondering sure. also how much Dan might know because of the. Um, the future. X Tech uh, body part connection. Is that's that right? actually that yeah. where he got that, obviously. Somewhere. Yeah, mm. and uh, the other thing is like so. Yeah, so so when I is she, uh, excuse me, Mister, what was her connection again? She was a uh, to this the Talbot. The, Talbot is that her name? Rebecca Maybe Talbot. Rebecca Talbot. Yeah, yeah. She's the one that runs the Longshank Docks, which is one of the two possible places the swords could have been sold at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where the now, drugs are coming in. Now, excuse me, sir. Yeah, okay, um, okay. Do you mind if I make a phone call? We don't have any phones. What in... the fuck kind of place? None of this. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you a look, and it's it's one of those looks you're like, mm. ain't nobody in this. Ain't no phones in here. Alexander Graham Bell's great invention has not reached these parts of the neighborhood. Pardon my French. It's very frustrating. The third time that's happening to me today. So I'm 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 pretty sure this. Like, uh, but uh, this food is like incredibly good, right? Yes. Thank All you right. for the meal. Yeah. Hot and moist. Yeah. That's that's a very delicious in Japanese. Oh, okay. I can voice. dig it. I can dig it. So now I lean into Mrs. Sweet Whale, and I think. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. That's cool, guys. Uh, I'm jumping over to the boys in the kitchen. 
So you guys are, uh, you guys are, you know, Alton sitting there digging the bullets out of Bo, and he's doing it pretty, pretty quickly. He's a uh, hey, uh, hey, Alton, uh, you really put out some good eats there. <laughs> yeah, that seems inappropriate. <laughs> um, he's a, uh, you know, he's working quickly and, and kind of uh, getting everything situated. And you guys are noticing that this kitchen seems to be equal parts uh, kitchen and um, laboratory. There seems Did, uh, to be... Do they have anesthetic? Yes, yes. Oh God! Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of set up like um, you would see like a science lab um, with certain medical applications, but there's also a lot of uh, diagrams of different uh, locations throughout the city. Um, what kind of diagrams? Yeah, it seems like there's networks of tunnels that may be linking uh, from what you can tell. It looks like maybe there's an entire underground network of tunnels that are, you know, you've never heard of, you guys have never seen, but from what you can see in here, uh, maybe that you're used to transport people or things all over the city uh, underground. Can I see one that looks like it shows the dock area? Uh, no, it seems like they skirt away from the dock and they're more inland. It's very strange. Just something you kind of notice sitting in there. All right. Well, I was hoping that was an infiltration route. Mm. No such luck. So he gets uh, he gets bow patched up, and uh, this is uh, breakfast is getting cold. You guys want to go eat? Is uh, Bo awake or no? Yeah, Bo's up. He's just been shot twice. Well, yeah, I know, but yeah, he's up. <laughs> <laughs> he's up. I want to. Uh, at some point, I just want to uh, go ahead and show him these swords and, and just put that to bed. Okay. As to whether or not we have the right ones. You unwrap the bundle, and inside there, uh, there's a, a katana and a wakasashi, and they both uh, are very brilliantly made. They're in silver scabbards, but they do not radiate any sort of light. Um, and Bo looks at you and says, he seems very crestfallen. He says, these aren't the blades I'm looking for. Oh, shit. Mm. Well, Bummer. that's unfortunate, but there must be something pretty significant about these blades because uh, a lot of people went through a lot of trouble to try to get these away from us. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Seems like maybe these would be dangerous in the hands of people that already are pretty dangerous. Maybe we ought to hold on to them for now anyway, and you know, we'll try to find your your swords as well. Well, that's, that sounds like a good idea to me. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little woozy, though. I could definitely use a meal. Yeah, let's go Let's go join everybody and get some breakfast. John, Sweet. are you, you hungry? You eat food, or you just... Suck on an oil. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally hungry. I mean, it's only the arm that's a robot part, man. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I, I don't... Like everybody else. Hey, no, it's cool, it's, I never met a cyborg before. It's all a little new to me. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. So you guys are, uh, you guys are making, you know, you make your way outside, and uh, you're all sitting at the bar eating, and Bo just seems to be having a really hard trouble, you know, a hard time with it. You just Part-time seem... blues, baby. Get a uh, shot ain't no way to make a living, Bo. No, you got to be extra careful running around doing things in the seaside city. Sometimes it's rough, Jack. Sometimes you're going to be dealing with some some uh, unsightly people, some things you ain't going to want to see, baby. If I tell you to hit the ground, you hit the ground. You do it quick. Look at my big ass. I get down fast, baby, because I ain't trying to get shot again. Uh-uh. 
So, <laughs> so Kaga's standing there behind the bar, and he's looking at you, and he's kind of pacing back and forth, and he's tapping his mask with a knife blade, and he, he's just kind of, it looks like he's in thought while you guys are eating, and he says, investigating the Barrios, where you found the, you said bags? There were bags of it? It was many bags. That's what I want to tell Vanessa Sweetwater that I don't think we should be doing business with that uh that unsightly gentleman that came by the club tonight because <clears throat> I think he's dealing with some stuff that we 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 can't have, baby. I don't think you want to associate. Yeah, I don't think you want to associate with that boss. He got some bad news. Well, I, I told him to come back in the morning, but uh, if he if we don't want to deal with him, we just don't have to show up. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's the kind of guy we want to deal with, baby. So or, or maybe if we're trying to get to the you know trying to find out where these drugs are, these drugs are coming from and we think he has some idea you know some part in that maybe we pretend that we are you know working with him and we use that to to, to find out where this is going on well what i'd like to do is if, ah. as soon as we get out of here i'd like to call one of my friends in the seaside city police department and have him check out that border room to see if them bags are still there. Cause we can't have that stuff hitting the streets, baby. Cause I ran into some young ladies, uh, at a pool party on the top of the hotel on the 56th floor. You understand? And they was acting mighty strange, a little too strange for me. Not, not your average reefer addict strange, but space cadet kind of strange. So who knows what could be happening up there now, baby. So I'd like to call the police and have them investigate such things. Kaga, Kaga's kind of sitting there and he's listening, he's taking everything in and he says, investigating De Barrios, he's a wealthy man, uh, would invite too much heat from the city for me and my clan. Uh, and directly uh, going to war with Talbot ourselves would invite open war in the city. I'm sorry, who, who's Talbot? Uh, Rebecca Talbot. She's a gun runner, the ex-military, who's been bringing oh. in some heavy machinery, some heavy arms, if you will. She's the other one that could have these saws that we're looking for. Now, we cannot directly take a role in this, but I would not be opposed to assisting you in a, your attempt to find information or uh, what you seek. So we can uh, assist you in, in whatever way we would be permitted to without being directly involved. Excuse me, sir. Let me ask you a question. What do you know about a fella just come to town named Boss? Real creepy looking guy. Big be big bug eyes. Kind of smelly looking. I don't know a Boris. Uh, what was the last name? Anton? Yeah. Uh, Himdol. Himdol. Yeah, what do you know about a Boss Himdol? That name ring a bell to you. The name is not familiar. It's not someone we've had dealings with, but I can have my network look into it. And I would I would advise that happen immediately. He is looking to pull some heavy dues on this town to try to make some things happen. And it just sounds like this is a powder keg getting ready to explode all over Seaside City Jack because you got Talbot, you got this new guy, and you got all this crazy stuff going on around here, baby. I don't like the way it's shaking down. And there's plus this reefer that's coming in. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So your plan now would be to investigate which aspect of this strange 
problem that seems to be plaguing the city. Well, I think base. This is just my speaking here. You understand? I know we're trying to look for these swords, but if this reefer that we that I found in this building hits the streets, based on the things that you were saying earlier about these crabs, if this kind of stuff is ingested by people, it could have all kinds of terrible ramifications. People ripping each other apart in the streets. We can't have that here in Seaside City. This is a beautiful town. We don't want to go into the pot, literally and figuratively. If you catch my drift, baby. So we need to figure out who's behind bringing the drugs into the city and for what purpose, which they also seem to want weapons, both of the firearm variety, and they're also looking for these swords, possibly possibly several of them. Well, I think it's safe to say that these swords and these crabs and this marijuana all come from the same place because if I remember correctly our friend who's been shot was saying that the plants came back and they grew extra big and extra thick and extra mighty if you will so it seems all these things are intertwined but why do why do they want the swords we have right now which are not the ones that had that effect unless they have some other kind of effect you know, some other kind of, they're not ordinary sort. Um, maybe our friend here. Maybe, maybe there's somebody we know that can take a look at these swords and tell us something about their history. Uh, try to figure out how they connect. Once we get back to civilization and I can make a f- couple phone calls, I can try to help out with that as soon as possible. <laughs> but we're in a land of time forgotten. If you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I got a, I got a buddy. I so can we, give a, I can give a call to as well. So I think and uh, that's that's Vanessa's actual one of her things is I've got a buddy. That's awesome. I got a buddy. I serve with people all. I serve with people all over the country. <laughs> I can call upon old military buddy. So the plan is, you guys that's are going to head favorite. back to head back to Sweetwells and start right. making calls. Gotta, we gotta look into all this stuff. Am I right? Well, yeah, I, here's, I here's, I the other think, uh, here's the other situation. Here's the other situation. It's gonna be five in the morning, but that Boris, you still didn't tell Vanessa, or did you tell her that uh, Boris isn't Boris? No, that's what, that's what I was getting to as well. Oh, okay. With all this, <laughs> but they're gonna. So it's already five, like four or five in the morning, and we're gonna go back. There and they're supposed to show up out in the back alley in the morning mm-hmm. to purchase all the stuff I was going to sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we, I mean, we we're pretty set. We don't want to actually give them access to these to these items, right? But I don't know if we should just uh, you know say thanks, thanks, no thanks, because well, I don't know if it's going to be that simple because there was an altercation between me and an old woman. <laughs> And uh, who knows what kind of retribution they're going to come back. But I don't know. That is if they but wait, think, wait, wait, buddy. Let's not skirt well, over that. Uh, we, but, an but, altercation but, with an old but, woman. Well, hang on. What fellas. are you talking about, buddy? Hang on, everybody. The one good thing about this would be that they don't know that you and I are connected. So that could save a little bit of troubles for everybody. But she pulled, oh, she pulled a gun on the great buddy White and she tried to shoot me. So I, unfortunately, I punched in the face and I struck her down. I may, uh, I may not have pulled that punch as good as I should have, and who knows the ramifications. But I doubt the. But but 
I doubt the police is involved because there's some serious shit going on over that building. So is, is I don't this, think we have a police nature problem. We may have a a, 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 a revenge weird, problem. A weird little. But again, they don't know. They don't think. I don't if they can connect dots. Who knows? Well, who was this old woman though? Who who did you hit? I, 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 some lady who put a gun on me, baby. She said that Boris was her brother or something <laughs> weird like that, daddy. But I was, it was, it was her or me, baby. It was her or me. And I'm, I just thank the Lord that I'm standing here today to talk to all you fine people, let you know what happened. Wasn't, wasn't she actually Boris? I thought so. It's metagaming. Yeah, I think she, yeah, but I, I mean, he, but I thought, did Buddy know that? I thought he knew that, though. Yeah, Buddy so, had bullets did, flying at him. He yeah, just, I didn't, I, I didn't know any of that. I, had yeah. I thought she identified herself as Boris. When yeah. I'll have to listen to it, but I don't think she did. She didn't identify no, him. He found a passport. No. He found a passport yeah. that had Bo- um, that didn't have Boris's name on it. It had a different Bo- name. Bo- had Boris's right. face on it, you understand? That's why yeah. Bo- uh-huh. Boris ain't Boris. There's a lot of strange things. But did the face look like a still get here? No. It looked no. like not. So there's a it's, lot of strange things. It was Boris's things. face, but with a different name. Yeah. Looked like a man? Yes. And that woman just tried to punch me and tried to kill me. Imagine, so. imagine Abe Vigoda with a wig. <laughs> so I just had to do what I had to do, baby. All right, wait. So we we don't think that we think that they might be after you now because you you struck down their grandma. Perhaps I I, I can't say. <laughs> Cole, Cole can't say for certain. Eighty six year old woman, but you tried to shoot that, me. I don't understand no, I, why. I do, I do understand. I do understand that a feeble old woman shakily pointed a gun at you and you, you struck her down with the full might of your six foot four frame. But what I'm saying is like ham hawks, baby. You don't you don't think that they know that you are connected with with the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. And Who so knows? that they, they might still be looking to do this deal and some of those weapons might be purchased for use against you. That's the, that's that's the price that I may have to pay, baby. I may have to leave town for a couple of weeks. No, try man, get, but we we can take care of them, though. We try to just, get out of here. If I, if what I'm saying is if the heat is going to be too hot in the kitchen for everybody, I would yeah. I would leave town for a couple of weeks. But no, I don't. But that is to say that, I doesn't, that doesn't work for the schedule. I don't. But I don't know if we are if they know that we're connected. So what might be best is if you go back to the club. Minus me, when you run into this character who's saying he's boss, yeah, you catch my drift. I do. Now, what is our guest? What is our what is our host saying about all this stuff? Like, what is he? He's just cleaning up. I mean, he's right. listening to you guys talking. He's gathering information, just like you guys. He's giving it out. I mean, he's a, a criminal mastermind. Comes into kind of kind of comes. In. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, he does. I, I think we need to. I think we need to know more about what we're dealing with before we make some kind of frontal assault on Talbot's place because it's starting to look like this is, you know, obviously a lot bigger than just some people who stole some swords or moving some stolen merchandise. So we need to know, you know, what this drug is, what what it does to people, who these people are, how widespread they are. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Mr. Host, with the most finest food that I've ever seen. Um, you said that the company that was selling you them crabs, it was a front. Do you mind if I take a look at some of that paperwork that you have? Maybe I can 
decipher some things, do, do a little digging. That is my forte. That and punching old ladies in the face as hard as I can if you catch my drift, baby. But maybe I can take a look and do some digging and see what happens. See, see if I can catch a, catch a drift. He has Alton go back into the kitchen, and when he comes back out, he has copies of all of the uh, all of the paperwork that they were given. I, I appreciated that, and I took them paperwork into my fine leather coat. Well, it makes sense if anything gets uh, exposed to this blue energy comes back stronger, that the reefer would come back stronger, too. That's what I'm afraid of, baby. And who knows what them girls is up there in that hotel room. They could be ripping each other apart. Just like them crabs. This is some, this is some scary stuff, Jack. So you guys are heading, are you heading out of here and back to the vehicles to split up or? Are we splitting up? Because Buddy said he didn't want to go with you guys back to Sweetwater. No, but I'm thinking Buddy should just come, he should come over, he should come with us, but he, he should just, just stay inside be like, behind uh, the door. Yeah, 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 so he could listen, but he wouldn't be seen. Lay low. I just don't want to put anybody in danger, you understand, on my account. That's, That's all, right. baby. Yeah, just, just stay out of sight and uh, we'll see how it goes down and then if, you know, if they're already on to us, may, they may know about the fact that you work for Vanessa. I'm not sure. But. Uh, who knows, Daddy? So you guys are leaving here and heading back to Sweetwells? Is that That's, the plan? Oh, that, so- that sounds like the plan to me, baby. Are we keeping these swords even though they're not the right swords? I would yeah. Keep, yeah. yeah. Well, are they, are they ours to keep? I mean, is I mean, I think you I don't, know, I don't know what happened to what's-her-name. The little old woman? Yeah. yeah. She went and killed some people. <laughs> and killed some people. I mean, I, I want to know why they were after these swords. So do I, baby. We got some people that can investigate them. They can take a look. They can do yeah, some we, things. We so. could ask, I mean, who do these swords belong to? If uh, Dan can look around and see where the little old woman went. Um, I'm not trying to keep the swords permanently, but if, if someone who to whom the swords belong, if I can, uh, if he can ask them, um, you know, they seem to be involved in this, whatever this is going on. That would be the man behind the ball making the food, baby. If we could take him temporarily and uh, try I don't, to investigate this connection, we could return the swords to them. I don't think Mrs. Unagi would have a problem with you guys taking the swords, as long as you return them. Of course, baby. We but, just got to try to find out who's all there, where they came from. I, I plan to return them, yes. I, I, Ma'am, thank you very much, and I will. I promise you I will get these swords you know back to you. I got a little camera on me because that's what I do. I got a camera. I can take a picture of the swords and then we won't have to take them because, God forbid, we lose them and have all these people looking for us. So let, let me pull out oh, my little. I don't know if a photograph would really. This is one of them high powered. Well, let me capture. Just do it. Let me just do it you anyway. Got, let me you, just got maybe do it a, you got a 3D printer, maybe? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna snap a couple photos of the swords, flip them over, snap, 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 snap. Now is this a Polaroid or? It's just like a little like a little camera because part of my thing is I get a camera like my gear and things. Yeah, this is a very important. So question. we have to, so we have to wait for him to, to I guess develop them for the next hour. Yeah, I don't think right, it would right. be like okay. I don't think it says you get a camera, a handheld camera or a tape recorder. It doesn't say. If it's a Polaroid or what, so I don't all good, man. I just didn't know if you'd yeah. have an image of it. That's all I was asking. I'm just gonna say it's gonna take some time for me to develop them. That's all. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys get everything together. You got pictures. You're taking the swords with you. Um, you're gonna have to help Bo because he's he, he busted up. He's having a problem. Okay. 
I'll take Bo. I'll carry him out. You gonna put him in the van, baby? I don't want him bleeding all, all over your fine crushed denim. I know that's my my imported polyester. I know it's, uh, it's a bummer, <laughs> but I'll crushed do the best denim, I can. You know what? I'll take the fake uh, uh, cheetah print rug off the floor and I'll put that on my uh, waterbed and save those satin sheets in my waterbed from all that blood. It makes me sad that John is gone right now. Um, all right, so you guys, you uh, you start making your way out to the parking lot. And uh, your cars are surrounded by lovely women. <laughs> <laughs> you notice a large black limousine. People handing out money and a bunch of town cars. And there are uh, two men in suits standing outside of the back door of the limousine. And uh, one of them opens up an umbrella and holds it up in the air. And the other opens the door. And an elderly, an elderly woman it's in a black a, dress. I haven't raining. Yeah, well, why? It's not raining. I don't understand. The, the sun. <laughs> the sun. It's it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> an elderly woman in a black dress with a large belt covered in ammo clips and two massive handguns steps out. The side of her face is badly bruised. Ooh, Alicia, I. And she lights a cigar. You're tough old broad. She stares at you. <laughs> you meaning who? Yeah, buddy? Uh, buddy. And she says, we have unfinished business still. Oh, snap. And that's where we're going to end it. I think somebody's going to get some payback on some uh, old ladies not slapping there. <laughs> we'll have to see, baby. We'll see. When, when we start next time, we'll be sitting in Sweetwells going, man, I didn't think we were going to get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Folks in Hazard County hadn't seen an old woman beat down like that in ages. But yeah, that's our uh, that's our little cliffhanger for next time. Nice. So that was uh, that was a good game, guys. I had a lot. Will the old woman find payback for her buddy, the Great White, giving her the ultimate smackdown? Will Bo Mifune and friends find the Starfall Daisho and save the monastery? Will the high-grade glowing blue weed hit the streets and drive seaside cities, inhabitants mad with reefer madness? And will the mysterious Chairman Kaga and the gang of killer chefs be friends or foes to our B-sides next time with me on the next episode? of heavy gigs in Seaside City. This is 66.6 K-Bomb, signing off.